Last time you came in here and you got dressed. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and then I saw you on the internet the other day getting undressed. That's true. Is 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 that is it the internet? Is is the Instagram internet? the internet? Yeah, I guess. Might as well be. I mean, we did put it on YouTube, so internet. That's right. That's right. It's it, out there. It didn't go on YouTube. If you want to see oh, the yeah, extended cut of, um, there's a minute version on Instagram, but there's a minute and one second version on YouTube. There's a, the extended one there's second a, There is an extended version, and we actually cut it short. So what happened is... Um, By the way, I, I froze that a few times. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to grab screenshots for oh, Instagram pictures. Oh, I grabbed pictures. some screenshots. <laughs> um, it was longer, and I mean, the whole end of it, it was just is this, like... Does this make me a pervert? <laughs> Not at all. No. I actually love that you did that. Um, Thank you. The thing about the end of it is it was just me exiting, and it was funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was, they the were having part, trouble keeping the bars on you? The best part was... Uh, motion tracking me as I'm like running off. Oh yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're kind of sharp. Yeah. How, how, so, many, how many people were in the studio when you uh, filmed that? Uh, including me. Yes, just three. Three. Yeah. Who who are those? People? It was me, Mars, and my assistant Devin. Devin, a boy or a girl? A girl. Oh, I met her. Yeah. Yeah, downstairs. <clears throat> you're you're two man band now. Three man band. What do you mean a three-man? Like, like Devin, you, and Marsden. Oh yeah, I mean no, there's more than that. There is. Oh yeah. There's definitely there's definitely more than that, but it depends on what I'm what we're talking about. Depends on what business we're talking about. Hmm. Yeah, I have like um, in that whole thing, um, my team is in Utah. Oh. What's that? Oh, raccoon. Rocky the Rack. We saw we saw Rory at uh, coffee this morning on our way here. Matt and I did, by the way. He's yeah. very complimentary of your work ethic. Very, very complimentary. <laughs> That's which awesome. is cool. Yeah? I saw him. Yeah. I saw him the other day while he was at the coffee, actually, too. You're like go, go, go. Like you're you're focused. Yeah, I've slowed down quite a bit just because well, I really slowed down before right before the open started. Cause then that was my focus. Because a huge part of what you do. cornerstone of your mojo yeah is your your fitness mm -hmm. absolutely i think everything everything comes from there it's like it's like you can't just sit around not not you particularly I mean, this is metaphorically speaking you can't just sit around and fucking sign autographs although you actually have to be in a fucking movie so that people will want autographs yeah so that you can convey your message so you can get your agenda accomplished <laughs> yeah you gotta, you gotta grind when you do, and I like it though. It took me like so many people. Oh, I don't want to say so many people. Uh, it was a gradual thing, like as far as my busyness or how much I'm traveling or how much I'm out of town. Like it wasn't just overnight. Um, I did start traveling quite a bit more, you know. And in the beginning, I feel like it was kind of hard to be on the go all the time, or to be gone all the time, or be, you know living out of a suitcase or whatever. Yeah. But then what happened is I just sort of, you just adapt like everyone's life or what we do. It's like people on the seminar staff, they just adapt to know that they travel every weekend, their life, their, their schedule with their family changes, right? Like they, their weekends become their week and they spend their week with their family and they yeah. work on the weekends and that's just how it is. So that's kind of what I did. I mean, 
I just adapted to like, I just don't, I'm just not home a lot. Like I'm, I'm on the go. And now it's where I think it's the same as being like a, a competitive athlete where it takes a lot for you to exert your, you need to exert yourself to exert energy to almost feel relaxed or you have all this pent up energy. And I get like that, uh, from if I can't train, it's so like after I had surgery, it's really rough. Cause I couldn't do anything yeah, to like exert energy. Uh, but now I'm like that not only with my training, but I'm like that with my business. Do you, um, there's people I know that compartmentalize stuff. I think that's how a lot of people do it. You know what I mean? They work their nine to five job. They come home, they spend time with their kids. They do that for six months. They take their two week vacation. They go to Nicaragua, blah, blah, blah. They do their life. Like my life's not like that. There yeah. was this, um, there was a statement that Gandhi said, how do you separate religion and state when your life is your religion? You're a walking religion. And that, and you know, whether it's talking about religion or work, like for me, it's not like that. I, from the second I'm conscious in the morning to the moment I go to bed, I'm, I, I'm the same person. Yeah. Like I'm willing to work at three in the morning, four in the morning, six in the morning by, by work. I mean, I love my job. Yeah. I'm the same way. Sorry about the headphones. <laughs> what okay. the fuck is going on? Blame, blame Gary. <laughs> Blame Gary. Yeah, yeah. By the way, this problem, yeah, that is Gary's fault that we never had this problem. So you don't compartmentalize your life? No. Um, I do. <clears throat> you don't take a vacation? No. It's almost like that's, yeah, my life. It, what do you need to I take a vacation point, from, right? Yeah, that's the point where I think everyone's trying to get is to where you're doing something that you love so much that like you don't feel like you need a break from it. I mm. do, however, think, though, that... Um, because what I do, and I think you guys are kind of in the same boat, especially depending on what time of year it is, it's like my business is people. And because of the type of person that I am, and like my mom's the same way and my dad's the same way, like I just, I like to engage with people. I grew up performing and I love, you know, m making people happy and um, interacting with them. So that's a lot of energy. I, it's funny. I asked Roy, I said, hey, do you think Brooke has changed like since you've known her? He goes, he goes, hey, man, something about his kids. Basically, she's from the day yeah, I met her. It was the way he treated his kids. The way she treated my kids is the same way she treats them today. She had tons of energy. She was super charming. She was super good with them. I don't see any change. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is cool. Yeah. No, that's, I think I that's mean, a compliment, that's, right? Yeah, that's definitely so, something that I, who, I focus who, on. Who you are has manifested yeah. your shit. Yeah. And um, in that, it's exhausting it's exhausting to uh, to to be good at engaging with people because now if you do it at a scale where you're going to meet more people in a short period of time, mm -hmm. what happens is I think I don't need a vacation from my life, but I need a vacation from human interaction. Mm -hmm. Like after I've done a big event, like after the, working the CrossFit Games last year, I came home and I remember my birthday, I spent it by myself working at a coffee shop just doing what I not talking to anyone. I had no agenda. I was just, I was, uh, writing and drinking coffee by myself. <laughs> and that's all I wanted to do. Sounds and it wonderful. Was just, did, yeah. you, did you cry? No, I don't think I cried, but I, oh. I think I, I, I feel, almost, <laughs> I feel like I cry a little bit after the CrossFit games. Every yeah, me too. Probably. Yeah. It's kind of a mixture of joy and sorrow. But so it's more of like finding, <laughs> finding moments where I can literally spend time with no one like I don't want to feel because I am the type of person where I naturally will want to take care of you um I like to do that and I naturally I, I I'm gonna say most women 
probably feel this way. We're more aware of a lot of people around you, what they're feeling emotionally, what's going on. So like when I'm already hypersensitive like that, and I'm even more hypersensitive, even the more I practice interacting with people, it becomes more and more and more. Mm. I just need to like feel like I don't have to take care of anyone. And I know like you don't have to take care of anyone, but you can't help if that's what you're, you're, you naturally want to do. It's like a, my motherly instinct is to take care of the community. I, I heard that that's the, I heard someone explain the other day, I don't know if I believe this or not, but that's the reason why there's more female physicians now, more women doctors than men, because they're, they are caretakers. They're like nurturers. They're nurturers, givers. Yeah. Um, I, I like your eyebrows. Oh, thank you. Uh, I was, watch- I did put some, uh, I, I feel them in. Like I color, I put a little bit of like brown, a brown in my eyebrows. Well, I'm liking them. I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, they look great. My, my are you gonna are shave blonde. them off and draw them in like the chick at Starbucks? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> fucking a crazy look, by the way. Yeah, is that what that is? On. I call it the sharpie. Oh, sharpie. The reason why I, I mentioned your eyebrows is in the one of your vlogs. I remember I th- last time you said you wanted to talk about my eyebrows. I thought your eyebrows were a distraction <laughs> on a vlog I was watching last night. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with your eyebrows? Maybe they were the wrong color. Was it, was it the Ibiza one? Uh, I don't know. That was from a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, when you right before she comes on the show, I scour it. It could have been. It could have been because, like, so for instance, I started getting my eyebrows tinted, and there when I first when I first had them done. They were really dark, like like really dark, and you just have you just let them like wear out. I mean, it they every time you wash your face or put like wash with soap, it's gonna the, get lighter and lighter. That's probably what it could have been. Did that guy really in that video? Did you pee on that guy? Yeah, I did. You squatted over him, um, or were you peeing on the rock next to him and splashing? I was on him? I was trying to. I I had just peed. Uh huh. So why Gina did one was, of the dudes just pull their dick out and piss on him? Because it's just dudes don't pee on dudes. I don't know. He wanted female urine. I feel like female urine is worth caretakers. <laughs> Maybe he was cold. <laughs> no, I'm the, like the thinking best myself, part, the does, best... does he think it's gay to get peed on? Because or like why? Isn't he thought. He... You know what it was too is like he thought it was a like it was not real. And I've I've actually heard that it isn't real. That that doesn't help. However, my brother-in-law got stung by a stingray, and my sister peed on it, and it made it feel way better. And mm-hmm. Chris. Mazder, you guys may have seen him. He's on Dancing with the Stars right now. He's a really good friend of mine. Mm. He got hella stung by a jellyfish, and we couldn't quite muster up enough pee at the moment. But then <laughs> I then could. So I was peeing in my hand, and I was throwing it on him, and it hey, actually made the Matt, swelling go down. He was faking that. <laughs> I feel like some people pay money for that. He just, yeah, totally. <laughs> Brooke, I got stung by a stinger. You said hella. I did. You're full NorCal now. Oh, I am. You've been. In 2008, when Jason Kalipa won the CrossFit Games, um, Greg Glassman held him, and he was like, hey, this is the product. Here is, like, the product. And um, since then, we've seen fucking countless thousands of iterations of the product. Mm -hmm. And sort of there's a synergy between the product, obviously, and the brand, the CrossFit brand. And you probably know the CrossFit brand um, is good, if not better, than most people. Um, one, because you're 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 so involved in it, but also because of your access to HQ, your intimacy with HQ, and your intimacy with uh, your husband, who's been here forever, who's super talented, by the way. It's crazy. Don't work him. Don't break him. Cute dog, too. <laughs> don't break him. Um, I'm only with him for the dog. I, I love seeing him on the vlog, by the way. Yeah. He is fucking funny. Um, 
I also see gyms that you go to, and, and so there's a synergy there. And so I see gyms that you go to who are that were once affiliated that are no longer affiliated, and this isn't going anywhere. But but I but I but I've just been thinking about it since last night when I was watching your, your videos. There, there's like a I, I want to tell those gyms like, hey, everyone knows that you were affiliated. Everyone knows that you got the mojo from CrossFit. Everyone knows that like you're not affiliated now, and but but now you're getting mojo from Brook Ents. And then eventually, like, who's it going to be after Brookends? And I just want to, I just want to tell those people, like, there's an integrity component there. Mm-hmm. Like, have some integrity. Make sure you're doing the right thing. I don't want to tell them like what the right thing and what the yeah. right thing is, but like, um, it's like when you go to a restaurant and me and you are being all nice, and then you see me be an asshole to the waiter. You're like, ah. He's nice to me, but he's an asshole to the waiter. That's yeah. really revealing, right? Because mm-hmm. now you know I got a little asshole in me. <laughs> So I just I just noticed that, and I and I and I just wanted to like um, we value you here at CrossFit. We love having you in the gym. Like we just had forty doctors come in, and I'm looking at their Instagram, and it's like and picture with Greg, that. picture with Brooke, picture with Greg, picture. With Greg. And it's so cool that you do that. You know what I mean? And there's great synergy there, and you're fucking awesome for the brand. But uh, just when I see that, when I see gyms that were affiliated and people and we're working so hard here at HQ to um, represent the brand, I, I just think that there's like an integrity. I question their integrity. Which uh, I'm so uh, out of the loop when it comes to a lot of that stuff. Which gym? It's it's. I want to say it's the gym that your coach owns. Oh yeah, massive. Yes. Was he at, was he affiliated ever? I believe he was up until 2016. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. Yeah, no, I don't even know. Okay. Yeah, I. Um, Beautiful CrossFit gym he has. It's it used to be a bank. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. Oh, that, that's why the doors look like that. That's well, cool. Well, because Tommy, Tommy Hackenbrook, mm-hmm. his ex-wife, Bobby, mm-hmm. she coaches with Nick. Is that the woman who's in your video? What's her name? Did she go to the games? Or no. she, did she go to the regionals? Oh, Emily Tanner. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Um. Yeah, so they. I remember when she started working with Nick, I didn't know Nick. I mean, I just got to know Nick. This is the first year that I've had a new coach in a long time. Um, and that was by... My coach, my old coach, Michael Cashew, he's just been focusing on a lot of other things besides coaching. And so he uh, basically called me and asked if if I'd be willing to have Nick coach me this year. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. He handed you off. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. He That's... just, he was worried that he wasn't going to be able to be the be the best coach that I, I needed. And what do you say to that? You, you love this guy, right? Yeah. I said okay. I mean, that's that's some pretty, that's kind of <laughs> okay. some altruistic shit. Yeah, and he's there. I have both of them at, the, at regionals this year. They'll both be there. Like if I was coaching you and I didn't think I could do, I'd still coach you. <laughs> yeah, I think that he. I think that he was. <laughs> it's, maybe, it's like let's see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that there was uh, there was some time with that with him not sure if you know probably feeling like he should hand me off, but maybe felt like he couldn't or shouldn't or didn't want to, but with like me not competing there's a, a a lot more time for him probably to decide like what he should do and he just called me one day and asked if it'd be okay if nick coached me and nick's kind of taken over all the brute athletes i mean i was the only one that mike was coaching 
Like I was the only one that he was pro. He was specifically. Can programming I see for. Michael Cashew? I, I think I know who it is. And what what is that? He's been around forever, yeah, right? Yeah, he's on Brute's team. The two years they won. Okay. Buzzed head. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, buzzed yeah. anymore. What does that involve? Like coaching? Is it just programming? Is it nutrition? Is it sleep cycles? Um, pep talks. Circadian <laughs> rhythms. <laughs> well, Nick is great because he is so relaxed. I told him this. I'm like. Ah uh, yes. Okay. That's funny. He does not look like that when he's coaching you. He's fucking serious as a heart attack. He is a hoss. Yeah. He is a fucking <laughs> hoss, man. That's a big man. Yeah. So Nick is a as a coach, he sends me all my programming. He, you know, same was with what Mike did. Like you're my main point of contact, so I don't have to connect with all my other coaches. So with Brute, we have a lot of specialty coaches that all work cohesively and um, help structure plans for athletes or if it's like a group of athletes that are all working towards something you know create that so nick basically gets i get all of my program from him so i don't have to get it specifically from nick surreal my gymnastics coach from matt bruce my olympic lifting coach mm. you know i don't have to go um, and in the past i've done that i've kept very open conversation with all of them which i loved because they're all very very helpful for me and um but it's just been just straight from nick and it's been kind of like a learning curve. I mean, so this year was tough because I'm the type of person where if my program comes in, if there's something on there that I can't do, I, I'll stress about it. Like I'll think like I'm, if I can't do it or I'll, Give me an I'll, example. Feel, like not, I'll feel like I'm not ready. Okay, okay. What can't so, you do? Well, some things now, but like for instance, I was coming off of surgery, so it was like a long time of not training, and now I've got a new coach, and and I know I know this, but I still couldn't help but feel a certain way. Program starts coming in because now we get to start doing some new things. I start pulling from the floor. I'm gonna do power clean soon. You know, like Exciting. some things start coming in, and um, I know that Nick has just giving me he's giving me percentages just to see where I'm at. Like it has nothing yeah, okay. to do with you're going to make it to regionals or you're not. You're good or you're shit. Like it has nothing to do with that. But I, for some reason, because it's written on my paper, if I can't hit that percentage, I'm feeling like all sorts of ways. Like take your one rep max. <laughs> take 75% take, take, yeah. take of your one rep max and do 10 cleans as fast as you can. Show me your time. Something yeah. shit like that. Or and then you're like, like, and so you're like, like I, I can't the, even do my 75% once now. Yeah, Is I remember the first clean workout. He had me doing a complex. It was um, two times through. And it was a top to, bo like a top to bottom um, full clean two times through. And I was supposed to be working up to a specific weight, which the percentage of my one rep at that time, I think I was supposed to be completing it at 185. I couldn't do it. I could not do it two times through at 135. So you're use, even coming back from your surgery, you're using your 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 lifetime because, PR as a baseline. Yes, because that though that's what we have. And in my head, it's on the paper. It's on the paper. It's from my coach. Like, I need to be able to do this. And what I had to remind myself um, and openly discuss with him, too, is, like, I can't do that. And I need you because of – I feel like this. Like, it's, it's important for me to – be able to adapt and be a better athlete and be a better person, you know, all the above. But it's also important for me to know that if there's things that don't work with me, 
if if there are things that I know are going to stress me out and I don't need to adapt that right now, then it is your job as my coach to just not do that. Like you get to protect me a little bit. And that's what a conversation I had with him. Like, Nick, I need Psycholo you, you're talking about yeah, psychologically. I need you to be more, you know, hold back a little bit on the percentages. And then just instead of saying, because what he was doing is he'd give me a percentage and it's like, it wasn't to say, oh, if you can't make this, you're shit. It was to say, I just want to see where you're at. That's it. Like it's right. not, we're just trying to see where we're at. But you interpreted it the other way. But I, and I can't help, I couldn't yeah, help yeah. it, you know? And so that's where, and it was just working with someone new. I didn't have to do that with my other coaches because I, they knew me and they, you know, I, they'd been through like me having an injury before. And so it was a learning curve for me to have a new coach because I hadn't worked with someone I had never really known in the longest time. And then as soon as we established just a better open form of communication, which really was me being willing to be very, very honest with him no matter what my emotions were, it was so much easier. And it was easy because Nick's personality is so easygoing that I fully have told him, like, oh, that workout made me want to punch you directly in the balls. <laughs> I hate you. And he was like, <laughs> bypassing the face to the All balls. Right. It's a real deal. Like, it, and it just, it works. Like when you told Tommy that you hate him. Yes. <laughs> 18 point. No, that was, that was deep. That, that I hate you came from deep. <laughs> 18 point. What was that? 18 point. No, it wasn't 18. It was, no, it was in a while it was ago. 2016. It was, the, it was maybe the it was first. 2015. It was, it was the first time the handstand pushup showed up. It was 2015. Yeah. Wow. And you're I still friends there. with him. Yeah, I wrote an incredible apology text. I feel like that stuff makes friendships, though. I wonder if he took a screenshot of that. Let's ask him. And you want to know why it was uh, it was so hateful or so hurtful? Not hateful. I didn't even yell it at him. Yeah, I like I the way spoke you spoke it. Yeah. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and I walked out of the gym. Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt. What? I love you. Love you too. All right. <laughs> Just want you to know I spoke it to you. Oh, <laughs> oh I see what, you, see what you're doing. It just, I was just so, okay. CrossFit. Hey, it, it, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we've all had episodes in the oh, gym. Oh, man. We've all had episodes. Before before, before you go, to, <laughs> we go to the Tommy Hatred. Yeah. No, I want to say two things that uh, compliment okay. you on two things. Okay. Things that people take for granted. One, when, when he gave you that workout and it bothered it, it bothered you for this, this because of the explanation you gave, that takes awareness. Mm -hmm. Like you could have not even known why you were bothered. I get bothered all the time and I don't know why I'm bothered. Why am I angry? And I got to like fucking like take a few deep breaths and figure it out what the fucking bullshit reason is, right? So you had enough awareness to fucking know what was bothering you, which is awesome. And then, and I know people take that for granted, but don't, don't confuse yourself. Most of the time you don't even know what the fuck, why you're having your emotions. And then the second thing is, is you, you had the, um, balls to say something to your coach mm -hmm. and just direct. Confront. Yeah. It takes a lot. It Confident. has to be like Confidence. that. that th yeah. These are, these are characteristics of success. Yeah. One and two. I used to have with with Mike. I used to do this like if a uh, cashew cashew cashew. Mm -hmm. Um, if a pro if program came in and like something was bothering me in my body physically or like I don't know, I would literally call him because I could not tell if I legitimately needed to slow down. Or legitimately take a break, or if I was being a total little wimp, and I didn't trust myself to make that decision. And nine times out of ten, I was always right. But I would always call him, and I would explain to him on the phone, talking to him so he could hear me, what I was, what was happening, 
and he knew me so well. And that's why I think like a connection between an athlete and their coach is so amazing. He knew me so well. He could tell me to suck it up or he could tell me like, no, 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 relax, pull back. Oh, that's awesome. And so I've started, you know, I've started doing that. How, with Nick how accurate was he with that? Pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And most times than not, I'd literally say like nine times out of 10, it was always what I originally felt was what I needed to do. It was never like, you know, suck it up. You're being a wimp. Do you ever get concerned now that you have all these people around you and when you get naked that like maybe your assistant snapped a photo of you naked and like later on it's going to pop up? No. Also, I would be I, okay, I, I'm like, gonna... like if like if I had a million followers and I was doing what you're doing, I'd be like every time I went in the bathroom, I'd be like checking the vents and shit. I feel like to be completely Someone honest. Someone wants video of me pooping. <laughs> hey, people like what they like. I mean, I probably shouldn't say this. I'm like, pr- I, I timestamp this, Eric. <laughs> I, I for sure would not want like naked photos of me out on the internet for sure yeah Same. but if they were going to be naked right. i'd prefer them to be me dancing around playing around not like some you know like trying to be hot or some shit gotcha. you know what i mean you're, you're uh, not also, trying to be hot right there i mean <laughs> yeah i was trying really hard <laughs> it's pretty playful um when i was young up until like pretty i mean i liked to run around in my underwear for a long time. I, I I remember my parents were putting a pool in our backyard. And this is in high school. My dad would come in in the morning. I did a contractor. And he'd have to remind me and my mother to put clothes on because there's people working in the backyard. So I've... I've How old are you? I don't know, like 16, 17. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, but I grew up dancing. I danced into college. Uh, think about dancers if you guys don't know. I mean, we quick change. In the middle of a show, you run off stage, you strip down, you change your clothes, you get back on stage. I, mean, you... I lived in a leotard and tights. I lived in like almost wearing and it's basically nothing. Underwear. And it's I mean, just... your avatars, you're in your underwear. Yeah. Or I mean, look, at, put a black bar, put a black bar. It's no different. I mean, what they wear at the CrossFit Games is not much different either. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> butt cheeks be popping out of them shorts. Oh, God, two those shorts time. you put on the other day were crazy. Which ones? The camo ones. The, paint, the colorful ones? Yeah, you put them on and took them right off. I saw them in a video. They were so fucking diaper, tiny. You said you ordered Couldn't them online. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, those I was are like, jean shorts I was like, I bro, ordered. you've got to take those off. And you did. I was like, oh, I was. I thought you were going to pop. No, man. <laughs> did you see me? Like, Once I got in, though, I was in I was in there. Okay. that's. Uh... You're going to rock those? Where are you going to wear those? No, man. I already sent them back. I oh, can't wear too, those. They're too little, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was underwear. They were so little. If you scroll down, it's right down here. <laughs> right there. Dude, yeah. I ordered yes, them okay. online. And that's what it's like ordering clothes for me online. Nothing fits. What size yeah, is that? I, um, it's like, it's like, sm- it was a small. A it's, six, like, it's like the waist. It's a waist six and toddler. Right? Dude, my quads are so big. The girls oh, that I follow yeah. that I, you don't Your realize. Your ass isn't really falling out too much. No, because oh, the, like, the shape kind of covers your butt. But like... It almost seems more inappropriate because of how big my legs are. Could fit in these. You, le- you <laughs> look at some of the girls, like the like fashion bloggers, that can wear this. It doesn't seem as inappropriate, even though they're really short. And it's because their legs are like ice, like just stick sticking out. And to me, it's like the quads make it more sexual. Oh, you have quads and hamstrings. Like You got to be more careful with what you wear. <laughs> Sexualizes everything. Let's talk about your mom for a minute. Okay. Go back to your mom running around the house in her underwear. Yeah. I saw God. Look how big your butt looks in that. Which one? Sweat angel. Oh, I know. That's, I can make some awesome sweat angels. I want to do some artwork of some sort. That's awesome. Um, that's a great sweat angel. 
it's pretty good. Yeah, that should be art. I like you should how the sell, calves. You should, you should sell that. You should off. sell that in the uh, end store. I was trying to figure out the best way shirt. I'd be able to oh, do it. Oh, what if that was know? just on a shirt? That would be pretty cool. On a white shirt, that. Yeah. Sounds, said, like, sounds like a conversation had in 2005. Oh, we should put this on a shirt, man. <laughs> it's this conversation we always have. <laughs> we should make this a t-shirt. When you're trying to flatter someone, that's what, that's what my staff says to me when they try to flatter me. They'll say something like, that should be on a shirt. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, you're, there's a video of your mom flexing. Yes. And the 1% chance that I thought that you were on steroids was immediately... Squashed. Dude, you should see my sister. Or, or, or maybe there's a half a percent chance. I think you're on steroids, and a half percent. I split between you and your mom. I cannot fucking believe how jacked your What's mom. What's crazy is. about that is she had her. She had back surgery, so at that point, she hadn't even trained in like five months. Oh yeah, look at this shit. Look at her. But when you ask her to flex, it's nuts. How old is she? I'm old. <laughs> look at her. <laughs> I don't have that. Yeah, you don't have that. Neither does Eric. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah. I mean that that I mean that's that's basically is, is that what you're doing with that post? Like, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. My mom's juicing too. Yeah. Someone someone commented and was like made a comment that my mom has been on the juice. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm like all of my siblings, my entire family. <laughs> and your sisters are like that too? Yeah. Do you have a brother? I have one brother. Is your is your dad jacked? Yeah. So you just you're from some weird fucking freakish gene pool? My dad's side of both sides of my family are crazy fit. My dad Look at her forearm too. So this is my dad. So he they're adorable, by the way. Um this was his 60th birthday. They were in Hawaii. And so he is, we're all very accident prone in my family. All right. This guy's had two knee surgeries. His lower back is fused. He's got arthritis in both his wrists. He's a cowboy. Is he glad he got his back fused? Yeah. So what happened is. He's uh, happy because a lot of people aren't happy with back had, surgery. He had it. to do it, man. Yeah. And he's blown out both his shoulders, dislocated both of his clavicles. That's why his shoulders kind of droop a little bit. Um, he was, he raced jet skis. Uh, and he was in a race and someone went down right in front of him and my brother was behind him and these are the stand-ups not the sit-downs and basically my brother had to make a quick choice like do I try and go around him or do I jump him and if he would have gone around him he could have hurt him worse so he jumped him and the back end of the jet ski on the bottom basically hit my dad in the back and then hit his head and it broke his his helmet they got him out of there but then when they went to get his back get things checked they found out that when he was young he broke his back uh falling off a horse but never it, it healed wrong oh, so that was the deeper issue so they had to go in and they feud fused his whole lower back and does he feel better yeah his biggest issue for him right now because uh, he does crossfit my parents have a a new house and I love going home because they've put a CrossFit gym in their house so when I'm home I can like train with at my dad's house mm. um, how often do you go home now I'm gonna go home way more often before it was like twice a year it was really really rough it's kind of hard to get to southern Utah got to fly to Vegas drive two hours it's a pain but he's got a arthritis in both of his wrists so bad that to do anything he's he puts on wrist wrist guards tapes them up and then he'll be, you know, hurt for a few days after. So he doesn't go to a CrossFit gym because he's so competitive that he basically would – he'd be in pain. He would try to keep up with everyone. So he trains at home, and he's a big mountain bike rider. He rides mountain bikes. And Talk to him about going into um, ketosis. 
Tell them about it. I, on the honestly, I, I literally just sent a book on Amazon on, keto, on ketogenic to my parents' house. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about what do you think about the ketogenic diet? Uh, I have mixed feelings about diets in general. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk think, about your feelings. I think that. Um, <laughs> well, I think that things become uh, trendy, bad gimmicks and fads and I don't I'm not saying that that's a gimmick I'm saying that more people need to choose their diet based on what their goals are mm, agree okay um, and and that's because I mean that well, that it will help you <laughs> one uh, I think that a large percentage of people who are trying to be high performance athletes the percentage that actually can do like paleo or ketogenic and do really well on those diets is like the 1%. It's like finding somebody who's going to go to the CrossFit games. You might be an outlier. If that works for you, fuck yeah, do it. But a high percentage of people who are performance athletes over years of studies and watching athletes and diets of athletes, they're a high carb, low fat diet. That's just the way it is. If and I learned what, that. Uh, so I learned say, that what, from when, trying other things. By high carb, you're talking relative. Yeah, yeah. I just mean like, like for instance, like, like you're not me. sitting around eating ice cream. No. Oh my God, no. So there's still. It's like people. Like I eat less than what people think I eat. So let's. So tell me about what when you say high carb, because I I know people are going to get carried away. Okay, like my my percentage typically for me is like if my on like a regular day my carb intake is like 170 grams my fat intake's like 50 55 okay. grams and you would think that's high for you i think that me as far as like breaking that apart and what's your I protein uh well right now i'm eating 175 carb uh uh once 160 protein and 60 fat we've upped my fat i mean it's pretty comfortable to what i eat yes but but when you <laughs> also, when you see some people who either are trying to figure out what they should do with their diet or they are a lot of a lot of crossfit athletes i definitely eat a lot less than a lot of people and i think that's that why is, when that's why we can see muscles in your butt i think that is <laughs> one um there's a lot that goes into for, for me to look good, feel good, play good, I feel better at the weight that I'm currently at. Are you hungry? No. Never? No. Sometimes. Depends. Um, depends on the time of month. <laughs> also depends on what yeah, my training yeah. day was like. Like if I'm a high volume week, you know, I tend to get very ravenous and I act on that. You know, like my body weight fluctuates a decent amount, like five, five or six pounds. And you wouldn't know that unless you experimented with it. And yeah. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. How many carbs just, in a Coke, Eric? A lot. Sorry, go ahead, Brooks. Sorry. No, I just think that, um, I just don't think, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to go uh, get my body to, to work better using fat. Well, if you're a performance athlete and you won, don't have a health issue that you should do that. You don't have a seizure disorder where you should do that. You're legitimately trying to be a CrossFit Games athlete or a performance athlete of some sort. I've even worked with friends who are UFC fighters who they were trying to do the ketogenic and they had no energy to get through a through a training session. And I'm like, you need more carbohydrates. You know, it's it's not. I don't think it's worth it uh, 
to have to try and go uh, undergo this, you know, to get your your brain to function better on fat and not on carbs, where you feel so shitty for so long, you're just trying to do it. Why? Like I do, I see the value completely in at some point when my volume is going to lower, transitioning my diet to something that's more like that. Because you think it's a cleaner fuel. Like yeah, why did I, why did you send it to your dad the book? Well, for one, help with inflammation. And I sent it mostly because I want my mom to give it to my aunt because my aunt is diabetic and my grandma was diabetic and I don't, my aunt is, say, say that again. Who is that? Sorry. I got distracted my, by my the My grandma was diabetic and my aunt is diabetic. My mom's sister. Wow. Type one though, not type two. Oh, okay. However, okay. I was watching a new show on Netflix called. Magic pill. Yes. <laughs> and is, it, is it a documentary or a show? Documentary. documentary. Right? Okay. But I was watching it and I honestly, I already know a lot of these things, but it was just, I also do a lot. So if, when things are new, fresh in my mind, I try to act on it immediately before I forget to do it. So I just sent the book to my mom for her to give to my aunt because I'm seeing a lot of the issues that she's having being type one and a lot of stuff that my grandma went through that was just so painful being type one that... I want her to read and maybe try changing some things to see if it can allow, you know, help her a little bit. I, I think a lot of it is awareness. Yeah. A lot of people who don't, who would just dive into one of these diets and yeah. it would be like fat at that point for them. I think just their limited understanding of what a fat is, a carbohydrate is, a protein is really limits them. Yeah, and, and honestly, by doing these, it introduces them to that. And it's like, oh, okay, I can find something that fits what I want to achieve. Hands down, uh, what should be done is basic nutrition should be taught to children. The fact that the majority should be of people correctly, correctly, but I mean, like the fact that like the majority of people that are like doesn't know what a macro is. Yeah, you know, like, I get messages all the time. It's like, a well, lens for a camera <laughs> for taking pictures yeah, of like, bugs. I love it when people ask me like, "What macro diet are you on?" And I'm like, "I'm on the same one as you." Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all eating the same three. <laughs> you know, but like I just I think. I've met with some people that um, teach children, and we've discussed like fun ways to teach nutrition with to kids. Yeah, you don't want to fuck them up. No, right? It, yeah, you, you want to teach it to them like it's fun, like it's knowledge. It's not like um, dogma or uh, dogma is not the right word. You don't just want to give them issues. Yep. It's like you you don't want to like scare kid scare kids about STDs, so they're just like completely terrified of having sex. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, and it's like growing up like religious. It's well, like, sex you just, is the devil. It terrified me into wearing condoms. Well, By the way, I, I think it's more than awareness. I think it's um, influence. That's right. Oh, influence. Influence. Sure? Influence. <laughs> I made that up last night. Yeah. <laughs> I, in one of your videos, there were two. There were two. You probably made it up many times, but there were two. There were two young ladies who approached you, and you were talking about them. And one of them was uh, anorexic, and the other one had another issue, and you were talking about how flattered you were that you would help them as a role model yeah. and i turned to Haley. i go she was in the kitchen go influence she goes did she say that i go no i'm saying that i'm bringing it up on the show tomorrow <laughs> she influenced them yeah I, it's some catchy shit it that is some catchy shit. shit. i use dominance to my we have i go to Ooh. utah on monday for a regional camp i'm gonna go and stay longer than mm -hmm. our regional camp uh just to be in a good environment pre-regionals um Everybody drops the dominance on my our group text with all the athletes. Is this a hair tie? That is a hair tie. Uh, Lindsay Schrock was wearing one of there. It looks, like, yeah, it looks started, like a telephone cord. I started using these, I'm going to say, before anyone else. Fair. 
I found one at like Rite Aid. She made one out of a telephone cord. <laughs> <laughs> I found one at like Rite Aid or somewhere like year a couple of years ago, and I started using it because my hair's. Just, I just put it in a ponytail every single day, and uh-huh. it's so fine that. I There's like pull on it. breakage and I don't, I'm like trying to keep it nice. So this is the one my boys wear. Yeah. Those are good too. Yeah. Uh, diet. I think that everyone is different. I think that when you're trying to figure something out, instead of jumping on a fad, you all, you could, you could really just think about, uh, like big picture, like what has worked big picture and then go from there versus immediately just being, you know jump on a bandwagon a bandwagon of something i think that the ketogenic diet uh is great you know it's like when i talk to people it's like all right here's some rules of thumbs this is what i give people okay as we age typically lower carbohydrate higher fat is going to keep you a leaner mass it's a great rule of thumb you should decide you know base your protein intake off of uh, your your current uh, your body weight it's a great place to start um, decide what you're fueling yourself for and then you move with your fat and your carbs for that uh, there's a fat packs a punch a real big one I don't think people realize that you know what do you and mean what do you mean a it punch? Packs calories right you know, so you have these people, I mean, I was the same way. Like, uh, I was like, carbs are the enemy when I was first doing CrossFit. And I didn't really do a lot of carbohydrates. I did like your typical CrossFit diet, like paleo-ish and like sweet potatoes. I didn't do rice. Um, but I was never really paying attention. I was never adding fat, but there's just fat in everything. People need to realize there's fat in everything. Mm-hmm. So, so you, never sit down and wa- you never sit down and watch TV and are just eating a bag of almonds? No. Well, that's an important point. So no, I, go home, I go home and my mom, <laughs> my, dad's, I do every my dad's got a bag of the already shucked pistachios. I'm like, uh-huh. that's dangerous. Yeah, that yeah. is dangerous. You need to work before you get that reward. No, my issue is peanut butter. But so, so Like that- legitimately, I know if I've been eating, overdoing my fat intake and not accounting for it, if my scale, if I'm feeling a little bit fluffy or like uh, bloated or and it's usually because I've dug into the peanut butter jar way too much. Like a tablespoon is like. Like where I'm like, let me get my one serving. Oh, but the amount that's on my hands. Yeah. But if you grab just that one serving, it's like like 17 ounce, 17 grams. Yeah. I mean, you've got 14 grams of fat. I think there's like nine grams of carbs. And I think there's, I think there's like nine and like two grams of fiber, so we'll call it seven, and then a comparable amount of protein as well. So you're not just eating fat; no. you're getting yeah. essentially another block yeah. of protein and carbohydrates. Do you and do then, that too? Do you subtract the fiber when you count? No, no. We have to, we digest we digest it. Um, you don't subtract the fiber from your carbohydrate intake, like when no. you're trying to calculate it. Okay. It's so rewarding, no. though. I bet it is, but it wouldn't be for me if you know. I, I. Uh, but that, that's what we're getting into. You're, you're a performance yeah. athlete. Yeah. But in yeah. Brooke, like that can of Coke, I want to say, had 39 carbohydrates. Yeah. And so if your total intake for the day is 170 and you had four Cokes, you'd be fucked. Yeah. Like, so, so like, you can't wait. You're not wasting your. I, yeah, because I'm hungry. I'm <laughs> such a hungry person. Like, I mean, I, I'm eating enough. The, what I mean is, like, uh, I would rather eat a big meal than like eat a protein bar right or because i know that unless like when i'm traveling it can be tough like if i'm really busy like, i'll definitely grab i'll do a protein shake or something like that happens, because yeah. time but what usually will happen is if i've done that and 
I've consumed the same amount of calories, but the volume is mass, like vastly different. You get to like nighttime and if I'm still, like if my appetite is high, uh, I'm ravenous and nothing solves it. And then I've run into an issue. And then I go to bed, have eating too much at nighttime. Do you have a rule not to eat past a certain time? No. I woke up, so I'm, I'm not very good at sleeping majority of the time. Uh, I was wide awake at 3.30 this morning and went out and had a bowl of cereal. Holy shit. Yeah. And what kind? It was a mix. Okay. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Not uh, the captain. No, it wasn't the captain. <laughs> Crunch berries? It was seriously, it's Malto meal. I oh. got it at... Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, s'mores. That's hot... Ce- oh. Oh, my god. That's hot cereal, isn't it? Malto meal? The, yeah, the brand, the company, but this is... It's a s'mores, and in one serving is like... um, I think it was like two and a half grams of fat and probably like 20, 24 grams of carbs and like a couple, you, couple grams of protein. Did you weigh it out? Uh, last night? No, but here's what I do. I like small bowls. Um, I'll put my cereal or like my yogurt in like a small dish and I'll even do like a half serving sometimes and I'll just put it in a smaller dish. And um, Small spoon? And a small spoon. Little spoon. I like it. Yeah. I'll put it on something smaller, and it's not to make it seem like it's more. It's literally that I know that I can be, I can solve my hunger problem, and I can, what's the word, not quench my thirst, but like a... Fulfill? Yeah. Say she. Does Mars Say wake she. up when you wake up? No. He doesn't come in the kitchen and eat with you? I can't see Mars waking up at 3.30. No offense, Mars. I can't <laughs> no, see him waking no. up at 3.30. I, had, I remember being a kid and having friends who would have those big old fucking white Tupperware containers, and they would use the giant spoon, they put the whole bag of cereal in it, and then yeah. pour it with milk. Did you used to sprinkle sugar on your cereal as a kid? Only the Rice Krispies. And did you have a sugar oh, yeah, bowl on your, on your... Yeah, we had in the, the cupboard. sugar bowl. Oh, ours in sat the, out. Ours was in the cupboard. You'd get your, your Rice Krispies, and you would like... It was like you were putting a blanket... On it, mm-hmm. yeah. And Rice Krispies if, are with gross. Every, with, every, <laughs> <laughs> with every bite, you got to scrape the bottom. You know, checks. We would put sugar on the checks. And we, I think about like how I ate as a child, especially because when I go home now, all my siblings have kids. So usually I come home, and I can you can very you can see the difference of just body type, kid to kid. They're all very close in age, um, and so I'm always like I always come home, and I'm like you know. Don't let them eat this. Don't do that. Don't do this. You're gonna ruin them. You're gonna ruin them. Like set them up like to like have an easy life, not a hard life. And that's how I am now with all my nieces and nephews. All of them are super active. Um, my nephew is a kick-ass uh, downhill mountain bike rider. He is 15. He did started CrossFit when he was like 11. We got him into CrossFit and just boosted his confidence it was and he still goes he goes and trains um played football plays football baseball started mountain bike riding when he was really young with my dad my dad's a big mountain bike rider and now he's on the team he's 15 years old oh. and he's riding like varsity he's beating the varsity boys in southern utah he's, is he typical buff ends uh he's long and lean yeah he's long and lean like my brother my he's dad get- my dad's side mm-hmm. all the guys um very fit, very strong. Do your parents like Marsden? Yeah, they love him. Did they think you got married too young? No. How old were they when they got married? Younger than me. No shit. Yeah, man. I was, how old was I? 25? My parents were, my mom was probably 19. Oh. 20. How, yeah. uh, how old are you now? I'm 28. Do you have thoughts about what you're going to do? Um, 
you high thought, school sweethearts. Do you have thoughts about your training? Yeah. God, your, your mom's pretty. I can't really see your dad. Dad has to take his hat off. And what's so funny is they have a better relationship. I'm, a ver- I'm an observer. Um, I love people watching. I, the way I feel about a lot of things, I'm a very progressive person. And I think it's from, I've, I've just learned so much from so many people in my family and watching them. They have a better relationship now. Like since I, even since I went to my first year of college, than they ever did. I remember me growing up. I'm the youngest of four. Um, you, you just grow up a lot, right? We change as people. And, um, I always say like, I'm so lucky that they were able to fall back in love with one another because I don't think that that usually happens. Oh, and you got to witness that because you were the younger sibling. Yeah. I mean, I grew up and there was a lot of drama in the relationship in my fa- in my life in my family my i'm the youngest of four and you my siblings don't listen to this shit anyways my siblings <laughs> my older two were problem children and then and they caused a lot of problems and they caused a lot of problems between those guys and it's just like some intense stuff and i grew up just watching it and i grew up being in the middle of it and seeing it and my biggest fear Growing up was my parents getting old. Oh, yeah. like, hands down was my biggest fear. And also when I was, I remember when I was like sixth grade, everyone's parents were getting divorced, like where I'm from. Yeah, everyone's. Yeah, and same. I was like so scared that that was going to happen. You're, and what's so funny is like that's now. That's because you're from America. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's so funny because now like being older, it's like I just see like, I see life and progression and change like so much different than when you're young, right? Yeah. What, what, um. Having siblings is crazy, and, yeah. and and being a parent is crazy. And and when I see um and, and definitely the the all the siblings aren't raised, all the kids aren't raised the same, right? My sister was raised totally different than how I was raised, even though we're only two and a half years apart. When you say that they were problem children, meaning like they would cut school, or they one of them would tell your mom one thing, or play them against each other, or what what, what do you mean by that? Or like because like my wife and I had well, we've been together twenty years and we never had any issues and then the kid comes and there are there is some friction about how you want to raise him like i want to grab him by his arm take him to his room and yeah. she's like hey don't squeeze his arm no i mean and then right then there's conflict you know I what mean, i mean for sure like i one i'll say this i think that uh it's scary to have to the uh, to have children because you just don't know what you're going to get like you can be the best parent in the world and you just don't know what you're going to get and, and that's a risk you take okay um my older two siblings got into a lot of trouble they got into trouble with the law um, bad kids at school, and then, you know, <laughs> sorry, Robin. Uh, my sister and my mom just butt heads a lot. They're very similar, very strong-willed, um, and but Robin also just, she you know, she had a temper, and she's grown up now, and she's uh, she's pregnant. She's had one baby, and she's married, and but it took her till she was, you know, in her 30s to grow up. Auntie Brooke. Yeah. It took me to my 30s, too. And um, so I and just... look, now I'm here with you. I just think that, like... I think that Eric and I are holding strong. This is another moment where, like, uh, I think some people aren't going to like what I'm going to have to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, you have children, and they take so much energy and so much attention, and they need that, right? Rightfully so. Those you got to try and help them grow up and not freaking walk off, walk into traffic when they're a child. But it can be very easy to take all your focus off of your own personal little problems you might have in your in your other relationships, whether it's like family or siblings or marriage or whatever. 
Like and you still got to fuck. You still got to work out. You still got to like eat. Yeah. So I just think that, you know, what I realized and it will happen without you realizing. And my mom is like a mama bear. She's a mama lion and she would do anything for her kids. And she's got four kids and we did everything we wanted. My parents let us all do all of the activities, all the sports. Gymnastics, horseback everywhere. riding, yeah. all that shit. And, um, and my dad worked full time. My mom worked full time. Both owned their own businesses. My mom started a bagel store. She's an amazing cook. And she doesn't look like she's bagels. <laughs> she she's better at like, a, she doesn't need to eat the things that she cooks. I'm, I have the appetite of my father. It's she like, we got to throw too. that shit in the trash. If we can't have it, don't oh, buy it. Oh, okay. So your dad, <laughs> you know? looks, your dad looks fine. So you're ramping up to this thing that you shouldn't say, but it's going to be some sort of truth. When yeah, you I have just, kids, it fucking sucks you dry. I just think that it's a lot easier to when you might be having some problems. And it's never big problems in your relationship. It's the little problems that don't seem like a big deal, but they become big deals. So it's very easy to ignore them or not have to deal with it right now or put it off when you have kids because those are bigger things right and more energy and both right. of you would rather just do that and then ignore what's happening here kids are so, asleep in your bed that doesn't mean you don't bone that means you bone on the floor <laughs> yeah you know and i just think that my parents when i went away to school i'm the youngest my mom they were finally alone together and they had to reconnect it was like it was the moment where because there were so many moments when we were growing up that they could have ended it I mean that they I thought it was ending for sure, man. And um when I left, it was like, Oh, I haven't they, seen you in a long time. Right? And they, uh, they t they your mom's told you this? Yeah. And I just watched it. I mean I just observe. That's awesome. Yeah, and so I, to me it was like somehow and I tell people like somehow when it was bad, they when when she was and she said it, she's like, I was a total bitch. When she was a bitch, somehow my dad still stuck it out. And when my dad was an asshole, somehow she still stuck it out. And that may have been, it was a lot for the kids, right? And then somehow they were able to reconnect and fall in love with one another again. Are, and that they, are mean, they religious? Uh, they're spiritual. I mean, do they go to church on Sunday? My mom goes sometimes. Like, do they feel like they have an obligation, like, to God to stay together? No. 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 Um. They still have problems. It, you will always have problems interacting with humans. Is you're always you're gonna always be different than it's someone, tricky. right? But they have a way better relationship now um, than they ever had my entire upbringing, and you just can't say that for a lot of people. And it's okay if things need to change, right? You need to do what's gonna make your life healthy or your 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 mind healthier, all these things, but. Um, I definitely have watched them go through some shit and somehow end up better than you would have ever expected it to happen. And my entire family's like that. Like, I remember my family was always like the bad family. <laughs> like, my siblings just got into a lot of trouble. You mean like on the block? Ooh, those are the ensis. Not like in that way, because a lot of people where I'm from, they always thought that like we were the goody two shoe because of my family, because of my extended family. But like uh, neighbor to neighbor or family to family, like our family was always a little bit more of like maybe, you know, the kids got in trouble with the law. Just because you have a, a home on the beach in Encinita doesn't mean it's all roses and. Yeah. Do you drink, Brooke? Uh, yeah, occasionally. I'm too vain. I'd rather not waste calories on 
That's funny because I see I see, it, I see it the other way around. I would rather drink my calories. See, and that's how it's like them. my best friend Gina. She loves wine. She would much rather she drinks her carbohydrates with wine. And me, it's probably because I'm hungry because my volume's so high. Well, like when my volume's high, you're hungry. So right. like if I drink anything, a Coke, mm-hmm. I'm going to be hungry still. It's do, not going to satiate me. Do you feel so. like you're betraying your training if you drink? Or, or not even feel, are you? I mean, she, th- this this lady Gina, she's not training to be a no. regional athlete. Okay. No, no. I think you mean like for me. Yeah, like you can't, you can't, you can't drink wine if you're serious about the yeah, games, right? No. I mean, for for nutrition. I mean, yeah, kind of no. hit. Like I, I had a beer last night, yeah. and I had a serious mental like issue with it because I I don't like drinking during the week. I'll drink either Friday and Saturday. Why did you drink then? Did I stress it, you out yesterday? A little bit. <laughs> Everybody else, it was it was a moment, right? You, yeah. you find these moments, and you're like, all right, everyone's having a beer, bullshitting. I'll I'll have one. Yeah. He's not joking. I'm not gonna, we we I'm had not a call yesterday, that. and like during the middle of the call, I'm like, are you getting stressed out? He's like, yeah, but that's how I cope with shit. <laughs> so I say, give me 24 hours. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't be stressed out. This is I cool. Think, I think it will obviously affect some people differently. I get super. I feel really shitty after drinking because I don't ever drink. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like you make decisions. You cut things out your diet and put them in based on one, what your goal is, and two, what are your non-negotiables? Like what makes you happy? Right. Like a non-negotiable. Having like a beer on the weekend because that's what you like, and and the social aspect's awesome. Like cool, that and and that's there's nothing wrong with that. I think when you start looking at something because you're making maybe your new goal is like something's wrong with your health. Right. Now it's like okay, well now what is the most important? And yeah. is that more important than a beer? Well, yeah. Well, then I can get rid of the beer. It always should be like, what's my goal? And then what are the things? Also, happiness is very important too. You know, like I, after <laughs> uh, realizing it so many times, I'm just a happier person. I feel better if I'm not hungover, or I feel better if I'm not. So you went through a drinking. Really you bloated. went through a drinking phase. No, I, I drank more. Like, I think I drink only a few times a year. Does Marsden drink? Uh, he doesn't really care for it either. A beer. But but I mean, like at night, will it be a bottle of wine open and he's drinking it and you're not? No. No, it's not. A like cider. That. He might have a cider. You, your parents staying together. How do you think that influences you? Do like, are you like, fuck, that's me and Marsden are going to be together too. Like, I know how to do this. <laughs> I know that like there'll be ups and downs. Like, do do you pull that into your own life? I pull it into my life in a way where. I will not put expectation on any of my relationships with friends. Um, I think you can create problem if you're constantly trying to solve a problem that's not there. And I'm not, like, I would rather if I can continue to take life day by day with goals and my actions trying to be they're all leading towards happy, positive, healthy things, then that should emanate into my relationships. If I'm constantly surrounding myself with people that we are like-minded and we all have goals to be happier and healthier and experience life and do new things and try new cool stuff, we're going to want to be together, you know? People aren't going to like this, but you just gave like the fucking key to fucking great relationships. I had, I had a friend in, in college who I just loved so fucking much. What's his name? Her, her, oh, okay. Um, but she had expectations, 
and it fucked everything up with for her and everyone fucking around her because we were we were a clique mm-hmm. just like of 20 of us and uh expectations just fucking no one wants to be around someone uh adrian bosman's amazing like that the relationship i have with him and i say because oh, he'll yeah, be very yeah, clear yeah. he has no fucking expectations <laughs> he invites you over to his house for dinner he doesn't give a fuck if you say yes or no cancel at the last minute he's like he knows everyone's on a fucking mission i want to say it's one of the best compliments you can give somebody like I, i've said that about kara before i'm like god Kara just expects nothing from me, and I love that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I can be this, that, doesn't matter, shouldn't care. That's who you gravitate to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I just think uh, this conversation can it, it can be brought up to you like when it comes to like religion. Um, you mean the expectations your religion has on you, or the, it being a dogma, or what, what do you mean? No, just like when you start talking about religion, because like, I'm not very religious anymore. You were. I mean, I grew up Mormon. Okay, Utah. Yeah, and um, but I never, I never focused on like. There were things in my religion I wasn't, I didn't really love. Do you know about the Provo float? No. Okay. I didn't really love. Ask Heber about it. <clears throat> Eric, okay. Eric can tell you. About, oh, yeah, Heber can. Heber, Heber can give you. You really this. don't know that term, the Provo float. Heber can. Give oh, you like it. docking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or soaking. Or soaking. Yeah. Is, is it, I, I haven't heard. Is it? I, I didn't, I've never, never heard I, the term docking, but that's awesome. I've heard so docking. Said, docking, not Provo yeah. float. Okay. Um. Did you learn it recently, or did you know it when no, you were I, there? No, I heard it in college, actually. It's amazing. <laughs> Docking. It's amazing. So many questions. Okay, sorry. So, so religion. Go back to religion. Um, <laughs> so you've strayed from your religion. I've just, I've just strayed from. Uh, I've strayed. I've not strayed. I'm just. Again, from a young age, growing up, I. I going to college and meeting people that weren't Mormon. And like when I was growing up, I never really focused on other religions. I didn't care. I, my goal wasn't to learn about yours so I could tell you how shitty it was. Right. But a lot of other people did that to me when I went to college. Oh, um, like they learned about Mormons yeah. and they're like, hey, man, your yeah. magic underwear and your guy John Smith, they, <laughs> that shit's bullshit. But like, for instance, I there were things because my family didn't go to church much when I was growing up. I went on my own. Me and my sisters went. But like my brother didn't go. My dad didn't go. And I I encountered a lot of people within my, my religion that were very judgmental of me because of my family. And I thought that was bullshit. And that's where I realized, you know, there, there's... That's not fun. No, and I think a lot of it is like just realizing, or me, I just was started realizing, you know, people have different beliefs, and even if you're kind of trying to teach uh, um, something, and we're, we're all getting taught it at a different place, uh, the person teaching it is going to instill their own personal opinions, whether it's like, whether you realize it or not. So... When I was in high school and I had a, t- a teacher tell me that if a boy asked me to a dance and if he was not going to church every Sunday, I should say no because that boy would never be able to take me to the temple. I was like, huh, no, not going to do that. I grew up where we give respect to all people. And I grew up... Your parents raised you like that. Yes. And I have a family that my own family doesn't go to church every Sunday. 
So I wouldn't choose someone else over them. Right. You know, it was just, there was a lot of things that would happen and I just chose to ignore the shit that I thought was dumb and, and live and practice the things that I loved, which had to do with just, you know, taking care of people you loved, um, very family oriented and things like that. Well, I think that religion in general, again, sorry if you guys are like, oh, you're so dumb, Brooke. Uh, Savannah, it was really, Joseph Smith, not John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the dumb one. I just <laughs> don't I worry. Just, I'll, I'll take all that for you. <laughs> I think. Shut that, the um, fuck up. Let Brooke talk. You're an idiot. <laughs> I think a lot of things are taught through shame and guilt. Oh, with religion, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I got to a point where I was just that crosses over into all parts of your life, not just your religion. Oh you, yeah, I, I know, I know, with, I know, I know managers, I know people in leadership roles who 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 rule with shame and guilt. But I think even with like how you might how you might be able to get through or process things, right? Like when I learning that or having that be a way of teaching someone anything, and from when you're very young, that will stay with you forever. So I was always a very guilty person over the dumbest stuff. Mm -hmm. I've got some funny stories, actually. Can't tell a lie. I mean, I probably could tell one now. But, like, <laughs> I could not. I mean, I held. I had so much guilt. And every time I went to church and my dad wasn't there, people would ask me, where's your dad? You know? At I the went, bar. At <laughs> the bar. It's probably uh, you working. Know? Or if I, was, if I went boating with my family on a Sunday and I'd go to church the next week, well, where were you? How'd you get that sunburn? Oh, you were at the lake. Oh, on Sunday. Yeah. With my family. You know, there's just, there's so many people in religion that they just, they'll just keep more guilt, more shame, more guilt, more shame. And then you can't help but that be something that you might experience other things throughout life where someone else doesn't have to make you feel guilty or feel shame. You'll do it to yourself and you're just holding yourself back. When in reality, I would rather focus on living for the now versus constantly making decisions based on what might happen when I die. And that's where things changed for me. That doesn't mean that I don't want to be spiritual. That doesn't mean that like, if I have children, I wouldn't want to have some sort of religion for them because that was something that helped me learn. You know, I had... A big reason why I am who I am is because of that piece that was in my life, you know? And I had a, a, I made good decisions based on those things that I learned. There's just a lot of other stuff in there that I learned. And so like right now in my life, there's not a real place for religion because or, I'm not, because uh, I'm happy. And the last time you were here, we were talking about having kids and you said that you weren't going to have kids. And then just now you mentioned something about kids being scary because <sighs> it would be a crapshoot. Well, is you that, know, is that the reason why? No, there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, one, yeah, teenagers, I don't want one of my own. Fuck no. You don't have to keep them that long. You know, I, I just, don't want one of my own. I Did don't. you just say that? I don't. I just take puppies. <laughs> That's awesome. Hands, hands down, okay? Like, it's so funny. Gina always jokes because her, her daughter, um, love her to pieces, but I'm an observer. Uh-huh. And from about age 13 to 17. Her daughter worked her? Work the shit out of her. You sound like and little you know pieces what, of shit. You know what it is? It's just, <laughs> and it, it's like a, it's just, it's just sad. 
So I don't, I mean, I. Just so you know, as a parent, they, um, you, you know, in, in, in Men in Black, when he makes you look at that thing yes. and it erases your brain. Yeah. Like something happens to you where your brain floats in the shit. Like if you have kids and you don't even know what's happening. No, to I you. know. So it's kind of cool. So it kind of sucks. Like you're getting electrocuted, but like you don't know it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that. Um, have you ever been on a boat and get um, uh, motion sickness? No. Yeah, I have. So you get, I was on this ship to Antarctica. And my my room was on the seventh floor on a twelve story boat, and my and the boat was rocking so hard for three days that my window went into the fucking water. Yes, can you imagine sleeping like that at night? You're just being thrown from one side of the bed to the other. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Would you like have a seatbelt in the bed and strap yourself oh in? I did not, <laughs> but there I think there was one. Now that you mention it, so so <laughs> didn't uh, use it. You got the special. I was room. on so much uh, motion sickness medication that I wouldn't get sick. But I knew I was sick. <laughs> I imagine. I think that's I'm gonna throw up right now. It was crazy. It was nuts. Yeah, no. I just think that. Um, have you been to Antarctica? No. Okay. Uh, you I have to do a I photo have... shoot there. You look good there. In Antarctica, let's do it. I have lots of nieces and nephews. I when I go home and I'm around my siblings' kids, they're adorable. I love them. Um, Rory vouches that you're good with kids. I am good with kids. I remember yeah. when I was when I was growing up, my mom always she always said I could I could connect with people of all ages, and I would and I I see it now and I, I've seen it before, but like that's how I was. I would I could sit and be with the senior citizens. I could sit and be with all the different kids. I could, you know, you like people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? How are you for time today? What time is it? Uh, we can go for about like 20 more minutes. Okay. How about we take a three-minute social media break? Okay. We'll all <laughs> okay. And we'll be right back. Okay. 20 minutes later. Brooke, you'll sound more beautiful if you pull the mic closer to your oh. mouth. Hello. Even higher. Right there? Closer. Is that back. better? Yeah. Ooh. Better. God, closer. You went, warmer. You went from a 7 to a 10. All in just the movement of my mic. Um... I'm going to try to steer the conversation away yeah, from we seri- can do that. serious shit. Yeah, let's stop talking about serious shit. Is that was that a nipple on your is that a nipple? Yeah. Your your emblem's a nipple? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. When your nipples are hard and you're working out, do you know? No. I think I'm so used to it. Just is. Yeah. Unless it's like painfully hard. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes Yeah, man. Sometimes if it's like really cold or like I'm if I'm running, sometimes on like a long run. Mm-hmm. I've I've been running Westcliff, and it might be cold, too, like, or a little bit cold. My nipples have been so hard. They hurt so much that I had to have Marston do, like, where you... <sighs> On them. <laughs> yes. Like, to try and get them to not be so hard, because it was so so painful. Yeah. Um, I... My wife hasn't had that in a long time, but I remember she that used to happen to her all the time. I don't think that happens to guys. Have your nipples ever gotten so hard that they hurt? Some do. I've tried hard, you know. You've some heard of, do. you know some guy that's happened to before? I mean, maybe not. They don't get that hard, but, but that I've, they hurt. I've, have yeah. you have your nipples ever gotten so hard that they hurt? Today or ever? That's a cool <laughs> shirt you're wearing, CrossFit Medicus. Yeah, isn't it cool? Um, no, just anytime. Have your nipples ever gotten so hard that they hurt? Maybe if you were running, if they were hard sure. and your shirt yeah, was like sure, rubbing. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, they have. But never like openly bleated or anything. I have a really tiny nipples. My Mars does Mars's too. are super Mars, tiny, Mars, man. Mars and I have like a support group for each yeah, other. Yeah, they're got, little. Got, this is the itty bitty nipple committee. <laughs> that outfit you wore on the red carpet for Justice League. Uh huh. How do you get an outfit like that? Uh, was that the leather pant? 
It was the top. You kind of it looked. Yeah, like, it was a it's it a it's crazy. a bodysuit. Okay. Yeah, it was like a bodysuit, and then I had just pants on over the top. You just went and got that yourself. Yeah. That's just like go to Nordstrom's and pick. Oh that man, up. it would. It was. No, that's not it. Oh, this. Which one? But you look great there, but that's not it. It was in the video. It was yeah. In the, there's a Justice League video. Yeah, there's a picture. You look good. That is that some other red carpet shit? This was. Uh, I was nominated for a thing called a Shorty Award. That was for those, which kind of sucked because, of course, Serena Williams won, but um, she wasn't there, so they actually didn't even bring up my category. Oh. Because they just brought in a video. Because people that weren't there brought in a video of them saying like, "Thank you." So, so it kind of sucked. You didn't even get your name. Announced as one and nominated. No. Oh man. I know, and it was me, JJ Watt, <laughs> Serena Williams, Kevin Durant, Katie Ledecky, and someone else. It was stacked against you. I, it's, I'm not surprised Serena won. No offense. No, I'm not surprised either. I'm not surprised either. <laughs> you yeah. you worked um, very hard on the set of Wonder Woman. From, yeah. You, you gave a lot of time to the show, to the movie. Yeah. And then you gave a lot of time to Justice League. Yeah. Wonder Woman was more. <clears throat> Um, and more for less, and Justice League was less for more. And that makes sense. Is that is, is her math good? That was hard for me to follow. <laughs> and I've got a little brain, so. Um, the skills that w was it the same production company? No. Oh yeah, both Warner Brothers. Okay, and did you get the? Was, was there someone on, on the set of Wonder Woman or whoever does the casting for Wonder Woman? They saw you and they're like, okay, let's grab this lady and have her also be starting no. from scratch again to get in that movie no actually uh it was Zack snyder the director of the justice league who asked them to call me and they called me right before the games in 2015 did you know him no okay he, he saw found you found a photo of me okay it's a photo from it's an old photo where i'm wearing a blue sports bra and i've got um a sledgehammer over my shoulder Oh, so you made that photo to sort of court? No, okay, I didn't. Sorry. That was just a photo that he found online. He came across it. Was it the Rogue Sledgehammer that the the Miko Salo? It Rogue? might be. It might be one. Yeah, it was a. It was from when I was a pure pharma athlete. A long time. It was my a photo shoot in Salt Lake City, and I was. Um, I have it on my shoulder, and he had come across that and basically was like, and then he had had been following me on social media too. And they Did called. you know that? Do you know when Zack Snyder's following you? No. Okay. I mean, he probably does it like a lot of people do, where he doesn't actually follow you, follow you, but well, like, yeah, that's the photo. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a great photo. Jesus. Holy shit. That's the is, photo. Is that the original? It cuts off right here? I don't know why it cuts off like that. I think there's okay, probably other Mr. ones. Okay, Mr. I just, I did. No, no there's definitely. I'm just asking. There's definitely uh, other ones. Okay. It's just eyes to vag. Let's it's not a beautiful Google picture. me, though. <laughs> always Google, always Google. Let's not let's not Google last me while time, you're at last it. Last time we had you Google up the whole time. It photos, was awesome. photos just get everywhere, and I, I don't. Want That's to... what I'm saying. Wait, like, go this, to one's, the this one's had a bunch of like different iterations of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like where it goes, it gets cut off. Hey, there's not one bad photo of you in this. Like, just do a quick scroll up, even though she doesn't want us to. No, no, there's not. I do a quick scroll down. And look you look, look do? at you. Your first photo is with friends. That's Jesus funny. Christ! I wouldn't. Let's fix that. <laughs> Look, there's one with friends. There's one carrying a rogue bag. There's one with a hammer. There's one in your backside. Well, this and is also Brookhead's rogue or sledgehammer search, right? Pure pharma. Pure pharma. Oh. Yeah, that was actually for a pure pharma day in the life shoot. What movie are you going to be in next? Um. Do you know yet? Do you have time? Are you trying? I've I've been doing I started doing acting classes after the Justice League. I'll, I'll quick I'll just quickly answer. Uh, they wanted me for the Justice League, and they 
basically they were filming Wonder Woman prior to, and they wanted some crossover, and I imagine Zack Snyder was like, put her in here. So I did that, and... Um, is it you who's holding up the... The wall? Yeah. That is me. That's awesome. And y there's two... You you see me when they first walk in on the left, <laughs> and then you see me swing the hammer and catch the wall on the way out. That's all green screen? Yeah. It looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. You were never in danger? Never. <laughs> well, we actually had to catch a thing that was very heavy because it's got to there's got to be real feedback. Mm -hmm. But oh yes, I, I remember seeing a Sons of Anarchy episode. and There's supposed to be a dead body in the barrel, and there was like nothing in the barrel, and it was just kind of like you're like, oh come on guys, at least yeah, put like crazy. some sandbags in it. <laughs> it was crazy that's to, what do you mean the, by to do the to do like the it yeah. Has to be like, well, there had to be some weight. Yeah. yeah. Even like even the hammer that we're swinging was heavy. Are you, are you when I ask you if you're gonna be in a movie, you got kind of like oh are you oh pissed? you're like yeah I need to be no no like, get me no I you know what I'm an athlete I'm an athlete full time I like being an athlete I want to be an athlete that has lots of you know I've got a big toolkit and uh, I want to be in movies and do more acting and I've been doing acting classes I did musical theater till I was in college I like it. Um, but I'm not, like, that's not my career. This is my career. And that's just something cool that I could be really good at that I'll add to it. So I am preparing myself because I know some opportunities are going to arise, and I want to be more prepared for them. Just like CrossFit. Yes. Like, like, even if you're not an athlete, some opportunities are going to arise. You should be doing GPP. Yeah. So, for instance, like, when I was doing the movie, everyone there... They're okay. They were okay with hurry up and wait because that's what their job is. And as soon as that movie's over, they start going on more auditions to do it again. And that wasn't the case for me. So it was very, you know, I came from my career to do this thing and then feeling a little bit underutilized because I was uh, in Wonder Woman and being in full kit all day and not being used like a bunch of us. But I also can't go to the gym and I can't train. You know, I'm up to go. I go. I was up every day to go to the gym to do something at 5:30, and then I was in the seat at 7 to get in full makeup, full kit, and then we were on set, and then we got done about 6 p.m. and then we go get taken off our stuff. I go to the gym for an hour. We go to dinner. I go to bed. Do it again. And the only days that we didn't film was Saturday, Sunday, and those days I trained. So every day. How long did that go on for? Long time. Like over a month? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, so that'll make you. Did you get sassy? No. I just kept trying to tell myself when I went to regionals, um, I was going to be really mentally tough. Like that was, that was, and because there was a lot of things I was undergoing. And my grandpa died while I was gone when I was in Italy. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's okay. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that was happening. I was doing a lot of volume. I was like wear, doing a lot of stuff I wasn't used to doing, running in sand. Away from um, your husband. Yes. And uh, and the dog. And the dog. And um, I was getting really bad tendonitis in my knee. I stopped going below parallel altogether six weeks before regionals. Was that from standing, standing around? And running in sand okay. and also trying to do all my training. Is that all healed up? Oh, yeah. But like I was... There was just a lot of stuff I was dealing with going into regionals in are 2016. You, are you healthy right now? I mean, relatively. Right. For someone who just takes it to their body on the regular, you're you're relatively healthy. Relatively. <clears throat> you took 16th in the in the in the West region. Yes. 
241 points. Mm-hmm. And one of the workouts, you got 120th place. Let's say you'd have got 20th place, and it would have changed you 100 points. Then you'd just be like fucking right in the mix, mm-hmm. like top top four, right? When you see, do, do you do that? No. Like, you don't. You didn't do it. I just did. You didn't do. Oh, I was pretending like I was you Mm-mm. last night. I'm like, okay, if I'm broke, what am I doing? Sixteenth. Ah, just take off a hundred points here. You can't. You can't take a thousandth place in a workout in in a region and go to the games, huh? No. Well, maybe, you can. Maybe. You can. Yeah. Is there someone you're thinking of in specific? No, I'm thinking no. of oh. an. I'm thinking of an experience that I had that I had a, took a long time for me to be okay with. Which was. Regionals in 2016. Oh. I just don't. I don't think that it. It. Sh- I don't agree with the fact that the way. <laughs> the scoring. Yes. That someone can take last place in one or two events, but win a couple events, and then you are fitter to go to the games. You know, I feel like the way it used to be, you'd have someone who, maybe wasn't the best at some things, but they were so good at so many things that they were. You finished in like a top position. Right. But now the way the scoring is, you can be really shitty at something, but you better be the best at something. So like you can have those holes. But you but you've got to be able to balance it out with being the best at something. Do you, it, you so you, you it, does that lowest, carry does that carry over to the games too? Do you think that can happen in the games or no? No, because there's more events. Right. I think that, that that's fine when you have so many events, but in like a 3-day weekend you know, it can be tough. It's hard to check all the boxes. It's hard to check all the boxes. So, how how would you fix that? You would you would make it so like if you, I mean, that's not I, I don't know. I mean, I was very. <sighs> you think someone went to the games and you were fitter than them and they were in your region? Hand, yeah, for sure, 2016. Because we can't do this. We can't say like we'll put me in this region in X Y Z. But I would have won other regions with what I did in the California regional in 2016. Right. You know what I mean? Like my lowest placing in an event, I think was, I took a 14th and I think that I may have taken a a 21st on the pistol power clean event. And that was because it was right after the wall ball pull up event. And I hadn't done a squat, not even to a toilet in six weeks. And I just blew myself up. How did you, how did you pee and poop if you didn't squat to a toilet? Like this. Oh no shit. Oh yes. I couldn't sit down. Because my knee was so bad when I was in Europe. So, and what happened is you I... You would be on the set and your knee would be in that situation? Yeah. Oh. I had to, I came home and I had I had to stop taking any anti-inflammatories for a very long time. Because that was all I had when I was over there. Just popping four Advil a day? Eight Advil a day? Eight. Well, I just like wore off? Did you ever take more than eight? No. Uh... Yeah, like 200 milligrams. Per, the most I've ever taken is um, 1,600 milligrams. That was at the CrossFit Games in 2015. But I mean, but, but, but would you take 12 pills in a day? No. Like four, 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 no. No, like four, four. Eight. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Doctor Bob said don't exceed that. Yeah. That's that's the most serious. Well, I had, I had doctors back home that were helping me <laughs> try and manage some things because I didn't have anyone there to help me manage anything. As we talk about um, the games, your eyes have gotten more steely-eyed. Well, I, I that's not. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that that's not my goal this year, but it's it's not. To go into the games isn't your goal. I'm realistic. I had my neck fused in March. Yeah. You know, I've got a torn labrum in my left shoulder. I probably have one in my right one. 
I'm fully aware of like where I'm at in my recovery. I had my neck fused. <laughs> it, um, you know what I mean? Like I didn't work out for like eight weeks, and then I had they made the the bone graft they put in my spine was actually a little bit taller. So then everything in my upper body had to readjust to a new position. Like there's a lot of things that I I went through. There's a lot of things I'm still going through. I had my spinal cord was significantly pinched in half for over almost four months. So I have a lot of nerve damage. There's no protocol to heal nerves. You can't speed it up. No amount of me pulling more weight or hanging on longer is going to make it better. You know, I've... Those being cues from a coach. That? Those two things you said. There's no amount of... Yeah, and I've told, and I've I've had that conversation with my coach. Right, like he's giving you cues, and you're like, it's not that. Not cues, but like you could be like, okay, we're gonna do farmer carries. It's like you realize by putting more mm -hmm. weight in my hands, it's not making it better. You can't. A nerve isn't like a muscle; it will grow a millimeter a day, and then that even with that, talking to like my surgeon, because I was very good about not rushing my recovery because it just wasn't worth it. Even then, it's like well. Everyone's different. And then also, me recovering from what I'm doing. And as soon as I can start working out, I'm starting to work out and do these things because I got to get ready for the open, right? I got to be able to handle the volume. I got to be able to do all these things. Well, then I'm training and I'm putting this pressure and this stress on my nerves that are trying to heal. Like, right. what's that doing? Is that hindering it? Is it making it better? And are you none of us know. Are you doing the regionals? No, I'm definitely doing the regionals. How do you make that decision? To do regionals? Yeah, like how do you be like, ah, well, I'm going to wait one more year. No. Fuck no. 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 Yeah. So you have a line. What do you mean a line? Like but I'm hearing you on one hand saying like I got to rest, I got to rest, got to take this rest seriously. No, rest. no. I'm but, realistic with knowing but, uh, where I'm at. Okay. I'm not going to show up to regionals and be like, oh, I'm injured. Oh, I'm in recovery. No. But, but I'm not going to show up with expectations on myself because as an athlete, it's very easy to do that, especially when I've been to the games. I won my region. I've dealt with a lot of term, like emotional stuff over the last couple of the year, uh, last couple of years. I've been through a lot of different things, and I'm just at a different, better place where now than I was like being more secure with who I am, being more vulnerable with who I am, what I'm going through, what I'm doing. But you want to go to the games? Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm just not I'm not going to show up and be and, and put so much stress on myself on my score, on my, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to do what I'm going to I'm going to show up with a plan based on what the workouts are, based on what I can do cuz I can't be any fitter than I am. I'm not going to wait another year. I'm 28 years old. I want to start more businesses. I want to actually solve problems for people. And when you're a CrossFit Games athlete, you're solving problems for you. You have to live with blinders on. But you could parlay, but you're also parlaying that to solve problems for other people. You're using your notoriety to. Yeah, but I think that uh, everyone's different, obviously. Some, some people just aren't cut out for certain things. Some people shouldn't be president. Some people shouldn't run a company. Funny you say that. Yeah, some people shouldn't be truck drivers. Some people can't drive and stay awake. Some people can't do these, and that's okay, right? I think that you with, okay. Yes. Some CrossFit Games athletes have been how many times? If we're looking at social media and how much power they have, it's not that high. That's not because they're 
You mean, are you talking about Ben Stoneberg? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Matt, that was funny as shit. <laughs> Ben's a nice guy. He's I'm a great just... <laughs> guy. But he, he should be the poster child for the CrossFit Games, and he has 12 followers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, he, and his body's amazing. He's a freak. I just mean along the lines of there's more that goes into a it person. It doesn't make sense, Matt. It goes, there's more that goes into a person or an athlete than their performance. Right. If you want to be more yes. than you as an athlete. Yes. And that's, and that's what people need to realize too. Instead of expecting, expecting more from people because you've made it to the CrossFit Games. You came to the gym the other day and you weren't wearing makeup. Yeah, like I don't downstairs. wear it sometimes. <laughs> I thought you looked amazing, but every time I see you, you have makeup on. Yeah, I like wearing makeup. Yeah. A small amount. But you can't. Yeah, you don't wear it a lot. But you came down like you weren't wearing makeup, and I was like, oh my god, she's not wearing. Makeup. Well, what day was it? Because the only time, the only take I think, Wednesdays off. No, I put makeup. I put makeup on every day. This day you had no makeup on. You were over at the pull-up bar right by the entrance door, and I kind of I was talking to you a little bit. There was someone else over there too. Yeah, these are things that I just don't notice. Well, you know what's funny is I legitimately <laughs> I'll tell you right now I put makeup on every day. If I'm going to be on camera, I might do a little more color on my eyes. Or I might put lip liner on or something like that. But I put on the same makeup every single day. I wear a tinted sunscreen, concealer under my eyes. I usually fill in my eyebrows and put on a bronzer. And if I'm doing... You put doing, on a bronzer? Yeah. I don't know what a bronzer like, is. Like uh, a blush or a little bit oh, of color right, for your face. Right. Matt every, could use that. Every day. Probably could. Hands down every day. And then I sweat and some of it comes off and that's just the way it is. But I will put a little bit on every day because I feel better if I'm more put together. This day you look like um, one of those um, uh, Dove models from the front. Do you know the Dove soap from the old days? They had Dove models and they yeah. washed their face. Yeah. Oh, they have good faces. They yeah, have good yeah, faces. That's like good. Dove model. Um, tell me about your clothing line. Ents. <laughs> uh, Ents. Ents. Yeah. Um, is it one Ents or two Ents? Ents. Ents. It's Entswear.com because Ents.com. It doesn't look like you're wearing a lot of makeup back there. Go back Because I'm not. I'm not wearing a lot. Where is that? Eric, get off her butt. There you go. I'm not wearing a lot. (laughs) But I, but that's. That's a nice look. Oh, look, verification. You've been uh, rocking that. Yeah, but that's that's the same amount I wear every single day. But depending on the lighting, depending on how much light you're putting on someone, it's going to be different. Who took that photo? Mars. That's a. You look great there. You do look really good. I like the ferns in the back, too. You know that it's not Photoshopped because my flyaways. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. We like to keep that in so people know. That's a serious <laughs> fucking flyaway. Holy yeah, well, shit. Once again, things that I just would not Is recognize. that the official term? Flyaway? Yeah. That's what my mom always called them. Okay, so so how you're sitting around at home naked and you're like, some people have to wear clothes, so I might as well make some clothes for them? No. You know, people, I... Uh, it all started with me wanting to just do a t-shirt for my fans this season. It's a big season for me, and people have been wanting me to do an end shirt for a really long time, and I just haven't been able to. And um, it just, I honestly just met people. I just, the opportunity fell in my lap. You're, 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 you're somewhere, and you're like, hey, I want to make a shirt. And they're like, oh, I have a t-shirt. It was, actually a, it was actually a friend of mine who was talking to me just, just about life. I was on his podcast, and then he was talking to me about, like my, my social media and what, wanted to who, know who is he? Uh, Bradley Martin from he's a body guy. he's like a bodybuilder. Oh, there was a Bradley Martin who died who was on um, Howard Stern. He like yeah. believed in aliens and <laughs> not that one. No, oh. Not wrong. Different guy. Different okay. guy. Same name. But he was just uh, he's much more into like the analytics and like social media and like YouTube and and I don't really know a lot about that and so he was just asking me some questions about what my analytics looked like and like percentage of like men to women that follow me and things like that and he was said 
you got to do this. And I was like, okay. Um, and then he just put me in contact with someone that he works with. And he's like, I don't honestly don't know if they'll be able to work with you. They're very, you know, very busy. And I was like, okay. And, um, again, because of uh, my engagement rate and how I am with people and the numbers and stuff, they want to work with me. And so we started working together and, um, Synergy. did a very small launch and we'll keep doing new stuff. And it really was like, it was just the opportunity just happened. Like I wasn't out looking for it because how would I know how to start an apparel company? Who, who made your <laughs> you know? logo? Um, Kent Youngstrom. He is a artist and I was really struggling, like trying to come up with what it was going to look like. And we had a bunch of different stuff and, um, there was another one we had where that we were always stylizing the N. It wasn't the C. It was the N. And I would like it, but then all of a sudden I'd have someone that's close to me be like, "Well, that's you know it needs to be a little bit softer." Or like, mm. I, it, was, it was tough because I had a lot of people weighing in, and I was really struggling. That's how we feel about this podcast. So I called, I texted Kent. And he's a friend of mine, and um, I was just talking. I was talking to him about it, and. He said, well, let me just play around with it. And I had always joked about, you know, he basically came back and he had that. And it was just super simple. And he said, this dot represents your nipple. Yeah. Well, because I had made a joke that I want. <laughs> I, I made a joke that I wanted to do a T-shirt that had nipple, like something on it that was like a nipple shirt. Uh-huh. Um, that maybe you wouldn't realize that it was a nipple. I can't remember. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to like have a shirt because he, he paints where where your nipples are at it would look almost like if you took a blueberry and you had it in paint and you dropped it. So it would like have a hard dot in the middle, but it would have like a splatter Splatted. out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like saying that I wanted to do that for a shirt where mm. it was maybe where your nipples were at. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Like it's a splatter yeah. mark, but it's an, maybe we should yeah. be sensitive about those who have nipples, the size of blueberries. <laughs> maybe they could just be the blueberries, not the splatter. Yeah. Just thought. And so he basically just took that and he like just ran with the idea and I loved it because now it meant something. It had meaning because prior to, we were trying to create kinda... something, but it like there was I, there was no attachment to the design, and even then though I really feel like because I have other designs that I'd like to use with the N's and the N and um, if we're gonna establish something, you know, but I also feel like if I wanted to bring out a new design, I could do it if I wanted to. You know, it's gotta be weird for like talking to the artist. You're like, hey, we're playing with this, we're playing with that, and he comes back with, here's your nipple. There's a dot. There you go. It's a dot. It's like, that's right. And did you know but right that, away? You were like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I like it like that, by the way. I think it's... Because it's not gratuitous, boo, but I, I, it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first thing I thought of. No. I like the brevity of it, though. Uh, and you used to represent Noble. Yes. And and still, they're they're cool with it? Oh, we're, I'm not a Noble athlete anymore. So there, you're like, hey, did... did did you come with a clothing line and they're like, you can't do that, you're done? Or no. your time expired with them? No, we, we, no, we, um, how does that work? We split, uh, prior to this all happening. And, um, how does that work with a sponsor? You, who, you said you had Pure Pharma before? I'm Paleoethics. Paleoethics. Killcliff. Killcliff. And I work with a company called Perkia. It's a ring company. And, uh, I, um, let's see. And then, and then you were Noble. I was noble, yeah. And you had the bitch and shoes. Mm-hmm. And do they do clothes? They do clothes. And ha- they've been working on their clothes for a while. Does that is it hard leaving a sponsor? 
it was hard leaving them. I've been with them. I was their first athlete they ever signed. Um, and I'm very close with a couple of the other athletes, like the athletes that they sponsor to. Uh, we all have been together for a very long time and we're very like best friends. And so that was harder. I think it was harder to not be with them anymore. And it was hard for them too. Like when I told them it was happening, um, do you leave amicably from all your sponsors or is there, is it always a little bit like two pieces of putty that pull away? It's like, no, no, it was, it was, um, amicably. I mean, Cause is that a word? I, it, you delivered it very confidently. But I'm, I'm wrapping my brain. <laughs> I don't want to be like you and be making up shit. Party on peace. Yeah. You, you'll get roasted. Peaceful terms. I, I, I really identified you with that brand. Yeah. I mean, so I, don't, I. I don't know if it's because you were in, in the office all the time, but you always had the fucking cool, noble shoes on. You always had, there was just some, you, you had that shit. Yeah, I mean. And I, you rocked that shit. Yeah. And um, are they pissed at you for starting your own clothing line? No. Are you going to have a shoe come out? Did, was there a Brookends Noble shoe? Yeah. You still wear them? Um, no. Um, do you have a shoe sponsor? No. You need a shoe sponsor? No. Don't <laughs> want a shoe sponsor? I just don't know if I do. Right. So here's here's the thing. Um, I don't wear my Ench trainers anymore. One, they were there. It was from a couple years ago, and they were the all white, all white trainers, and people still message me and want a pair. But they don't make them. I imagine they'll make some now, though. That, that, that someone, they won't call them the Matt Bishop. That they trainers? won't be mine. <laughs> no, but like uh, that's why I don't wear them. But I have I have a bunch of Nobles at my house. Um, now I'm just trying different shoes. My feet are very temperamental. And um, I, I recommend the Nano Twos while you're waiting for a shoe I've been, sponsor. I know I've been wearing them. Oh no no. Okay, the Nano Two was my all-time favorite. I yeah. actually wore the shit out of. I had the orange ones. I wore them so long that at regionals in 2014, people were like, "You need to throw your shoes away," because the bot there was no tread on Do them. Do you not have any Nano Twos now? No. What size are you? <laughs> Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm gonna get you some. Um, yeah. So now I'm just. Do you have fat feet? I have a wide front of my foot and skinny in the back. Yeah. So that's why those ones fit so well for me because they were shaped like a foot. Yeah, that's how mine is. Yeah, it's a good shoe. It's wide, it's but wide now I'm just trying different shoes to see what fits the best, and that's why I wouldn't really sign with a company. Unless the – honestly, I'll be completely honest. If the money was so great or the opportunity – okay, I'm going to start but over. But you can't wear shitty shoes. Here's my thing. I don't care. Oh, okay. Do it. I don't care what you can give me right now. This is how I've been with every every sponsor I've ever had. I don't care how much money you're going to offer me right now. What are we going to do 10 years from now? What are we going to do five years from now? What future do you see for me down the road? If it's not bigger than what I can see for myself, then there's no point in me wasting my time with you. Because I can work a job. I love coffee. I will work at a coffee shop. I worked at a coffee shop. My first job when I moved to Santa Cruz, I washed towels at a hair salon. Okay? Awesome. So, like... I can work. I don't need free stuff. Like, I want opportunity. I want to build something you with coach. you. Yeah, I can coach. I was coaching full time. And the only reason I stopped coaching is because I got to where I was traveling so much that I was the asshole coach that was having to get my classes covered all the time. Right. Mm. But no one likes when it's happening every, you know, sounds every like a, week. It's a very seasoned perspective to approach that, that game with. But like, I've, what, what, like but what, I've is, what is my opportunity as opposed to money or just product? And what's funny, though, is I've been like that since day one. Has anyone approached you? For shoes? Yeah. No. How long is it? Well, maybe people don't even know. It's pretty. Well, recent, I didn't right? like come out and say it because I didn't. It didn't need to be. Right. You know, I'm not trying to like. Ah, that takes me to my next question. What do you think about these people? They're like, when they get fifty thousand followers, they're like, thank you, 
or then they get to 100,000. They're like, thank you. Do you do thank yous? Like to the people? Yeah, like like when you get to a million followers. I'll like, do something. Like later I on. I have an a- idea. Like later on this afternoon. <laughs> you're going to take away the black bars? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to drop them for, a, for one minute. Um, I'm going to set all of my followers that are, uh, you know, on my email list, you're going to get an email. Um, you, <laughs> with with no black bars. When you were here last time, you said something about like not liking the word fan. I don't like the word fan. Yeah. I, can we look up what that word means? Fan. But some. But but then other times, like it's just so easy to say, like you know, like if you were inside a gym and someone wanted an autograph, you'd be like, oh, hold on, this one of my fans wants an autograph. Like it could just slip out of your mouth. Well, and here's the thing. I think it's. Some... I think it says something more. It says more about you or me than about them. When you use using the word, the word fan, yeah. I don't think that they mind it. Right. Like I'm a fan to people. Right. I'll fangirl. Yeah. I don't like mind. I don't yes. mind it. But yes. I think that the reason I don't want to say it is I don't ever want people to feel like they are less than me. Yes. Because I, I worry about that. We talked about mm. that last time I was on here. Yes. You know like, what I mean? It, it's funny you say that there's um there's uh I don't wanna mention any names, but there's someone who works here and someone's like, What are, what are you? See, so, yeah, that's not even bad. A person who has a strong interest or an admiration for a particular person or thing. Right. It's not bad. There's like nothing bad about it. I just want them to know that they I'm they matter more to me. Than just, just being that. another, being a number. Right. Like I'm a fan of Matt Bischel. Yeah, it's, me too. Yeah. Am I in your top five? Am I in your favorites? No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, you're not. <laughs> Seventy. You are not. In my, who do you put in your favorites? I, I, I don't, don't even really use it. I can tell you who's in my favorites. Like on my phone, right? You, you don't use like it. Like the favorites. I've got. Am I in your favorites, Matt? No, I made it a point not to put you in there. Just because I don't have you in mind. That's people that were move. people that were in my favorites are just people that I was calling all the time. My coaches, right. Mars, my dad, my mom. Well, I don't really use my favorites, and you're, you're typically in like the recents, so I just use. So, them. so, oh, really? Do you just do recents? Now? I do recents, yeah. yeah. I do favorites a lot. Yeah, I got, I got, Bailey O'Regan. I think it's so cool that I'm gonna, I'm almost, I call, it, I'm be one M. One M. I'm be one M. And uh, I would love to be able to do something for all the people that, you know. Who are part of that. Who are a part of that. I don't know what that's going to be yet because first I thought, like, I want to have something, a million, have a million of something so everyone gets one. And I was like, well, I would need a million dollars and I don't have a million dollars. So. You need a million and a million dollars and then a stamp. (laughs) So I was thinking it'd be really fun to, like, make a video where uh, we're, like, downtown and. It's like very heroic shots, and I'm just screaming, I'm 1M! Just like screaming, like it's the best day ever. And then like the camera like pans out, and there's like, we're downtown Santa Cruz, like some homeless people, and like people just being like, what's 1M? <laughs> and, me being, oh, and me being like... Yeah, that's awesome. Me being like, well, uh, you, do you have Instagram? And then being like, no, but could you spare some change? <laughs> yeah, or or you know, I, hey, I really like. I that. mean, being like, uh, you know, it's nothing. Like just making fun of you. Another thing would be like, Here's uh, some... ex- excuse me, Miss, can you help me with my bags? Yeah, and then like you're just like reduced to a bag person. Yeah. Um. It, uh, or someone just be like, dude. Like someone parking, like someone behind you, like they're you're like I'm, yeah. in, the, I'm in the crosswalk, yes, yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah, in, the in the car, and they're like, dude, no one cares. Yeah, I'm trying to get, get to work. Out. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. Out of here. <laughs> I do care though. I think it's very cool. I think that it's uh. It gives it because of these people and because of who I am and, you know, how I think and how I do things. I have opportunity. 
And that's where it's like, you are helping me have this platform, but then I have to be the one that, that sells myself. You're an inspirance. You know? Inspirance. <laughs> yes. It's a little stretch. That was a massive you're, stretch. You're, <laughs> you're an inspirance like, to people. Like and people want to be, and, and people not, and you don't have time for everyone in your life so that they can get that inspirance off of following you on Instagram. Yeah. And that's cool. And, and it's a lot. And to I want to bring value to And it's a lot to live wanna, up to, too. Yeah. You're not at 8 o'clock at night when you want to throw a handful of gummy bears in your mouth. You're not. No. You're, you're fucking, you take this response. Or if I am, I'm letting people know, like, I did this. You take this serious. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it happens. Accountability. I really, really don't like the um, people like you uh -huh. taking me to the fucking donut store. No. In their vlogs. No. Or like, um, uh, Sherwood posted this thing the other day of the people in the games department eating some donuts. I want to fucking go over and be like, what the fuck is going on over here? Matt, get over there and throw that shit away. Like, I just, like, <laughs> I, I. I don't know why, but it, it gets under my craw. What that being highlighted? Yeah, like like who, like like that's not what you're doing. Like Pat, like you don't sit around and eat donuts. People in the games department sh and no one at fucking CrossFit HQ should be eating fucking donuts in the fucking building. Get the fuck out of here if you want to eat donuts. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with donuts, but don't eat them in here. We're preaching something here. Well, and I think that uh, right. Yeah, it's like if you Couldn't go into more. you go into a gym and they've got donuts up at the front desk. That's I've heard about that. I've heard about that being at like global gyms. Yeah, well, that's what fine. Are you that's doing? fine. Um, <laughs> but I just mean like in general, like you know, that kind of goes to show for for everyone. Or like we talk about how you need to live and live and breathe the thing that you're preaching. Or why would I like why would I hire a fat coach if I don't want to? You know what I mean? Like I, you got to surround yourself with people that are living and doing the things that you want. You don't surround yourself with people that don't have the things that you want. And like that's what I tell people too. Where you know, if someone says something mean about me or to me. Uh, one one of many ways I no get over ever, it. No one says anything mean to you, do they? Uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you get a lot on the internet. No, not that. I mean, but to you. Does to, anyone... to my face? Oh. Yeah. No, it's usually like I can hear them. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. The guy in the airplane? <laughs> or no, like women. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get looking. I don't want to be buff like her. Or it's a family that was in San Francisco. I think we talked about it. We're like, oh, she's definitely on steroids. Oh, yeah, she takes steroids. Hey, she's not, man. Look at her mom. That's the whole fucking family's juicing. What if we went to your town? What's the town in Utah you're from? St. George. What if we went to St. George and everyone's just jacked in the whole fucking water? Fucking <laughs> There's a lot of fit people there, just for sure. pumping with testosterone. How come you haven't plugged your naked program? How come, I was like, just about to say, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, do you not come on Before here I with an go? agenda and be like, fuck, there's some shit I got to get No, out. literally yesterday... Matt was like, hey, you ready for tomorrow? And I was like, oh, hey, the podcast. And I go, I said, do you guys have an agenda? And he goes, no. And I was like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about this naked program. Okay. And then I have a, I have a phone call it in a few minutes. I um, got shit to do too. Yeah. We got yeah, so yeah, much me, shit to do. Me too. Yeah, Eric and I got a thing. <laughs> Eric, um, you're going to be in here all by yourself. I never thought that I would be, I never thought that I would program for people besides when I program for a gym, when I'm coaching as a, as a coach, I never thought I would do it. Um, and people have been messaging me and asking me about it for years for diet and training and all this stuff. And Are you just um, going to steal your coach's programming? <laughs> Garen's T. <tea. laughs> it's the first time I've seen Money that. back, Garen's T. Wow. Garen's T. That's pretty, that's a stretch, but I like it. I like it um, too. Basically, it was just a, it was just time, you know, and the whole like, I've been, I've had, I create hypothetical things. Like I have pets that I want. I already have hypothetical names for them. So I already knew that I wanted to at some point maybe do a program and I would call it naked. Because mm. it's about 
you know, look good, feel good, naked. People want to look good, feel good, naked. And also it's how, what it's different for every person too. You know what I mean? Like I had someone that messaged me and was like, Brooke, I don't care. They're like, I could be naked for eight weeks and I still will not feel good about it. And I said, and I wrote back and I said, uh, or I couldn't make them feel good naked, not even in eight weeks. And I said, well, it has nothing to do with me. Right. And they wrote back and he said, and that's exactly why I just signed up. Awesome. Uh, cool. You know, so it's like what, what it looks so like it's for, for men me. And, men and women. Oh, yeah. And people keep asking that too. Like, is it for men and women? Do you go to a CrossFit gym? Do they have a men's program and a women's program? No. We all do the same exercises, you know, and we, it, and depending on a lot of things makes it different, not your sex. One, what's your goal? That could change, right? Uh, two, what level you're at. So it's for everybody. Okay. Because you go into it, and we do have a testing week. It's an eight-week ebook, by the way. This is an ebook. You're getting all of it up front. It's, uh, and then we possibly will be launching a program later on. But this is an ebook. I've never done an ebook before. It has diet help. We're running a challenge. Uh, starts on the 14th. Best transformation. We are, t- we are taking you and a friend to the CrossFit Games. Who's the judge of the transformation? Um, me and my team. Yeah. You guys will have all the pictures out. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Will do you, you get more than one vote? Who? Me? Brooke. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I what, mean, I bought the tickets to the CrossFit Games. What, there you go. What, what do you think about, like, who do you expect to join this program? I mean, are you expecting The someone? 90%. Your everyday CrossFitter that doesn't want to be a CrossFit athlete, CrossFit competitor. My mom is doing it. Do you think you're My sister's get, doing it. Do you think you're going to get people who are obese? Yes, I've already I already have people who have never done CrossFit, but oh, we have two I options. It. I it's not it. just you. You sign up and you get to choose: am I training in a conventional gym or a CrossFit gym? And then things are different. So typically in the conventional, we have some stuff in there that's some some machine stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're not going to have as much Olympic lifting and things like that. Versus if you're training at a CrossFit gym, you're going to see more things. You'll see. You won't Maybe see you should just call it idiot programming and, and those who are <laughs> the lucky ones. Right. <laughs> I've had a lot of people that message and they're like, well, you know, they, they train at home. Um, what equipment do we need? So right now I have, a, I have a bunch of people that are just manning the email and they're answering all the questions. It's an or e-book. womaning the email. Don't be yes, sorry. It's an e-book and I keep reminding people that. Like it's, you know, some people are saying, well, what if I can't start it right now? Get the e-book and start it when you can. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's an, e- any, it's an there, ebook. It's are, an ebook could again. A, could but we're a, there could to a help gym you. Take this programming and just and, and run a, the program right. Like like could I let's say could I just um, buy your book and then be like oh I'm gonna do this in my gym for eight weeks. Yeah, if you like, wanted like to. Like for my my classes. Yeah, and everything. If you, yeah, if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the whole class could be on the Brookends thing. Yeah, it's 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 for the everyday CrossFitter that wants to be stronger and and leaner. It's and there's a nutritional component. Yes, to help because we're doing the challenge, and it's it's basically and then per person you got to answer some questions to decide how it's to help it fit your thing, right? And then we have you have any questions, email in. We have a Facebook group, um, but again, it's an ebook, and like so. Here's something that I want to do, and then I got to go. You don't want to talk about the boat. Which boat? Next oh, time. we'll yes. talk about the boat next time. The uh, here's here's my when big does picture. the boat sail? We go uh, in boat. 2019. Oh, okay. We got plenty of time. We'll talk about the boat. Yeah. Well, and you have to, you got to, people that want to go, that uh, by the 15th. Of this month? Of this month, I have to have 50%, a quarter of the boat filled. 
I don't even know what I'm going to be doing in 2019. How the fuck am I supposed to Here's make that Here's decision? the thing, yeah. right? Like when this whole opportunity came up, um, sorry guys, a little segue into uh, my expense Europe trip, which is awesome, by the way. I've never been on a real cruise, and that's why when they first called me, I was like, eh, I don't really know. But then I saw the boat, and then I went and did the sample cruise, and it's legit. And it's super intimate. There's only like 150 people on there, if that. My trip in 2020 goes Amsterdam, stops all through Germany, and ends in Switzerland. That's going to be sick. How long? Uh, seven days. Okay. Um, this one, it makes sense that we have to, they've got a book uh, it. Uh, 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 <laughs> it makes sense uh, that they have to do it because the company, Amadeus, has all these ships. It takes a lot of money to man that boat. It's a, like a five-star experience. All the people that work at the entire time, the chefs, everything. So they have to have so the, 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 the trip. Scum, ha- it's not a carnival scumbag no. cruise where you go and just sit. No, the, man. They like they turn your bed down while you're at dinner at night. You're not going to have the boat, the window touching the water? <laughs> <laughs> the windows, each room is a, is a window room. Awesome. And you'll be on the boat. And I'll be on the boat. And Marzen will be on the boat. Yes. So like anyone who wants and my to, parents, my parents so, are coming. So anyone wants Riggs? to go to, to hit on you should that's not the place. <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> just check. Uh, Before I put down my how much is it? Five thousand. No, you you can. So I think the rooms are differ. Uh, and you can do a down payment of a thousand dollars, and every three months you'll get an invoice to do a payment, and that and then when it's over, it just depends on which room you got. You know what I mean? What's so the cheapest like, room I can get? The cheapest room, I think, is like uh, per person. You have to get it with two people. Mm-hmm. The cheapest room per person is like, I think it's $1,600. And that includes your food every day. Do they have a room that Haley and I can share with Matt and Bailey for even cheaper? <laughs> no, <laughs> only talking? two people per room. <laughs> oh, can we get bunk beds? <laughs> <laughs> I'd do but that. That's, but that's, that's, your, I'd right. that with you and Bailey. Well, that's your whole trip. That's your breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. That's so cheap. So cheap. And it's yeah. the food is amazing so seven days and then if you want to do bucks for if Haley you want to do more than that then you'd pay on top of that like excursions you want to go do we'll do that but my trip we're gonna have we already have a crossfit gym at every stop we'll have so if i'm doing the the naked program i don't have to fucking stop doing it just because i'm on the ends cruise you know also i'm working on building out so it's these boats have to be able to go under um, bridges, so you can't put they, a rig on it. They show so that in the what, video. So what we're going to do is, I really want to get. We'll put matting up top, and then we'll just have things like kettlebells, dumbbells, and some sandbags that we can keep down under. And then when we're at port, we'll be able to have them up on top, so we can do morning workouts up there. And we'll do them. There's yoga. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. Will people be able to work out with you all seven days? Um, not everybody. But some people. Yeah, some people. If you're on the boat at one point or another, they're going to get to work out with you. Yeah. I mean, I'll be around hanging out with with a bunch of people. Isn't that stressful for you? Yeah. (laughs) 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 But I think, honestly, I feel like... um, Like I'd be like, oh, you want to go on a vacation, get a free cruise? Oh, yeah, sure, I'd love to. Ah, but you got to entertain 150 people. What? Well, I... I mean, that means you're going to take pictures with every one of those people. You're going to have to sign something of theirs. They're going... You're going to hug all of them. That part's kind of cool if you're into hugging. Which you're into hugging. You're, I, you're a great I feel hugger. I am a really I really pride myself on the ability to hug. I'm really good at it. Yeah, in fact, when someone's awesome. really crappy at it and I waste a hug on them, it makes me feel really I feel uncomfortable. Have you ever <laughs> hugged um, Have you ever hugged Tosh, Brian Shantosh? Yeah. He pretty, that's a good hugger. He's a good hugger that's too. World class. He hugging. really brings you in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about full body contact. 
Yeah. Yeah. You want it? There's a difference between like an embrace and like a hug. You can change someone's day by hugging them. <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. But I'm serious. I agree. I, I have friends like when they have bad days. I'm like, come, come on, here. come on into Mama Bear. Come here. <laughs> um, really quick, naked program. It is for, it's for the ninety percent, the ninety nine percent. It's okay to want to train and be an athlete and focus on your programming and not ha- and not go to the CrossFit Games. You know, like I think some people get, even in this office, Marson does it to Heber and Tommy all the time. Oh, yeah. Why are you wearing a heart rate monitor? Like Tommy had a heart rate monitor yesterday. He goes, because I care about, I don't want to know, like I want to know where things are at at certain times in my training. You know, and he's like, yeah, but you're not going to the CrossFit Games. And I'm like, Mars, some people want to care about their fitness. Like it has, it doesn't have to, you know what I mean? Like. And I some people like, like it, numbers. I still like it that Mars takes the piss I can, out. Oh. So, I can still hear Mars saying <laughs> Yes, and, it, and he does it all the time. But, like, to train, this is for people that want to get strong and look good and feel good and ha- have some confidence. And they're not trying to go to the CrossFit Games, but they, too, want to be strong and be able to walk around and feel good about their ability to do things or to like handle things you know what i mean and i have some ideas i'm an idea person and i've got some programs in the works that will be very fun do you run guinea pigs through this like has, did you make mars do this program no no my sister started doing it mars yeah no <laughs> why not make mars do that shit he wouldn't what no why not <laughs> Mars is a wild bull. I'm not going to speak for your husband. Mars is a wild, he's a wild bull. He does what the bull does. Yeah. Does Mars work. have to watch what he eats? His body's pretty crazy. He. I see. I, I get him peanut butter and jelly sandwich every time I fucking go to the store because <laughs> I'm trying to make him fat. This I, I saw him in your videos at an Ibiza. He's ripped. Yeah. He. Um. We actually were talking about like keto, <laughs> like uh, fasting and like stuff like that. Like he he kind of does that naturally. If I don't, sometimes he'll go and get like, he'll eat breakfast and then he really doesn't eat again until he comes home at night. Unless I get him peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Unless, or sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he'll eat here, but he, you know what it is, is he's not going to go and get food. Mm. Did you Sorry, know, honey, you're lazy. Did you know that I got him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? No. He hasn't ever told you that? No. What the fuck? Yeah. Never once. I did not know that. <laughs> I bet you I bought him 50. That's funny. I'm you not even joking. quite a few. You should ask him. I bet. <laughs> oh, man. I, I should ask him. Has he ever got you one? He'd probably be like, oh, I don't know. Hayden Mars, you know what sounds good? A PB&J from Redwood. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, in, in, no, but he <laughs> he will sometimes, like, it, it changes, right? Like, sometimes he'll go and get food. Like, go to Redwood Sandwich Company. Or, like, if Connor's going, like, they'll get one for each other. Like, they do that. Yeah. A lot of the boys yeah. will do that a lot of the time. Connor's his boy. Yeah. But, like, if um, he'll eat in the morning, and then if he's, like, working, he just he just doesn't like to... He gets in the flow. He gets in the flow, and so he he just he won't eat, and then he's he's ravenous. He's starving after work, and he'll eat after work, but uh, he doesn't. I in fact, when I cook for him, I like put all kind of shit in there. I'm like butter, cheese, like fatten him up. I get him some calories because he doesn't eat. He doesn't look it. No. (laughs) Naked program. Naked program. Brookends.com. It's awesome. Brookends.com. Clothes. I am doing clothes. I'm getting ready to launch a bunch new. Uh, we're if working on leggings and booty shorts right now. And I'm super picky about booty what shorts. I wear and yeah. booty shorts, how they fit. So I'm sure the people that I'm working with are like, come on. And I'm like, no, these got to be perfect. 
And um, either get on the boat or miss the boat. Yeah, get on the boat. If you like fun, why wouldn't you come? And you know what? There is this whole thing. Like, I understand. And I told them this. Like, people, no one's going to want to plan that far in advance. However, you can. it's far enough in advance that you can definitely afford it, especially if you did, like, a payment plan. Um, what if not you, a what lot if you of, get scheduled to make a movie during that time? Will everyone get their money back? No, I would still go. I'd have to. Do, I'd have to just do one of those things. Where you fly in for a day and hang out and stay one night and fly out. Right. But that's, I'm not that cool yet. Um, 2019. It's <laughs> like such a hypothetical uh, question. I know. <laughs> the Naked Program <laughs> is awesome. It really, it really is. And I have uh, my partner on on my programming side is Jake Hutton. And he's incredibly talented and knowledgeable. And the Vanilla Gorilla. The Vanilla Gorilla. Oh yeah, I heard about him. So uh, Jake is is the man. And um, oh, he was uh, on Tommy's team team one mm-hmm. year. People refer to me as the Vanilla Chinchilla. All right, thank you, bro. <laughs> All right. Is there anything <laughs> Sorry, you want to ask, guys. Matt? Thank you, bro. Um. No, me neither. Interesting take. No. And I didn't want to answer anything. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh. F- we will have to do this again, and we want you to be a regular. <laughs> we have this list of people that need to be regulars. You're okay, one of them. feel free to cut out some of the emotional, you know, side of some of the stuff if oh, it yeah. gets a little too intense. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to go through with this thing and edit this thing up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all good. People fucking love you. They uh, want to hear it all. Yeah. It's so you know I. I'll come out of podcasts, and I, I did it the last time, too, and I feel like sometimes I black out, and oh, I yeah. come out, and I just think, like, I don't know what I said, but I'm sure I've probably offended a few people. Yeah, I don't think no, you offended anyone. <laughs> I don't think you said anything. I definitely black out in this room, too, so. Yeah. Fine. All right. Thank you. Eric, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Eric's got a trigger finger there. 